Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Brent, it's so good to see you, man. We are back in the Broken Token Podcasting Studio. I want everybody to know we are both alive, well, healthy as of today. And on top of that, Brent, we are what? Socially distanced, aren't we? I I don't know how this is. How do I sound? I can't remember how this works. Is is this thing still on? Am I I too far away? (laughs) Am I close? Is this, Uh, am I talking into the right end of this thing? You sound just as good as you ever did so how about that oh, we'll, we'll wow. just we'll this, just leave it there i've we'll, not gotten better with age <laughs> no no you haven't but that's okay brett and we're back for another episode of the show and uh certainly appreciate uh appreciate everybody tuning in we know we had uh, a little bit of a gap we'll get into that just uh here briefly as we run through our updates but uh so but what yes. episode 91 this is number 91, 91. yes it is Going, going strong. I now, remember 1991. I, I do too. I, I, I really do. I really do. It, it was, it was as they say, that was a good year. That was a good year. <laughs> that, that was, that a good was year. something. <laughs> so, Brent, we have had, uh, we've had the COVID quarantine chronicles playing yep. out in front of us, and uh, that's probably that's probably the best way to to phrase all of that. It has been. It's been uh, a few months for the record books, man. So uh, in spite of us not recording for what, I guess, a couple months, what uh, what have you been up to, man? How? Because, I, I mean, I'll, I'll lay this out. I mean, you and I have not seen each no, other. No, we've not. We, we've, talked. In, in, we've talked and everything like that, and we've, we've been chatting and everything, but to physically see each other... We have not. Mm-mm. Have and, I gotten any taller? No, I, I, no, man, no, no, no. I keep holding out hope. No, sorry, buddy. <laughs> that, uh, whatever reason, you need to double up your vitamins and drink your milk. Okay, I'm sad. but 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 barring that, I'm sad. You've not gotten any taller. I'm sorry. I think the time for that, Brent. I think that's I was, long gone. I was, I was, a boy can dream. <laughs> a boy can dream. Yes, yes, a boy can dream. Darn it. Yeah, double up your vitamins, and I'll get you a stool for Christmas. Okay. But, uh, Outside of that, that's all I got. But uh, but yeah, I mean, man, it, it has been a strange couple months. I, it literally has been strange. Yeah, so is what it's been. So if you're new to the show, um, why didn't you join earlier? Uh, <laughs> the last couple episodes, eighty nine and ninety, we we actually let's just be honest, everybody. Whitney and I got some mileage out of it. Uh, 89 and 90 was the oh, Friday and Saturday night live stream from Louisville Arcade Expo. We, we stretched in it in March. Yeah, in March. We stretched, yeah. it, we stretched it far more than we normally would have. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. And just because of circumstances, uh, we spaced it out so we weren't totally gone. But that's, yeah. that's what you had for 89 and 90. And uh, this is going to be more of a normal show. Oh, yeah. A little, yeah. few differences because just... Yeah, you know, we'll get we'll get to it in up in the in the updates. It's not times have not been normal. Times have you know been strange, not been normal <laughs> at all. But barring that, the show goes on. Yeah, and I am, uh, you know, Brent. I'll tell you what. Driving over here, I was thinking about it. It's like, how's this going to feel? Do you get, remember where I lived? Like, yes. Oh, or did yeah, you have to I, GPS I was, it? No, 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 no. Okay, I, all right. I, I got you. <laughs> Jeep's got you speed dialed, so it was good. And. uh 
and you know you're just thinking about it it's like what's it going to be like to be back on the microphone after being gone for a couple months and here i sit and it's like it feels just exactly as good as it has for every other show we've ever done i have no idea what i was worried about you know i, I brought the anxiety <laughs> on myself is what i did <laughs> i get it you know it's, yeah. it's kind of like we were just here so yeah yeah exactly exactly so so dude it's it, again it's been a couple months it's great to be back on the mic it's great to see you it's great to be socially distanced it's great to be healthy it's great for all of that stuff i'm thankful for everything but uh in lieu of that what's been going on man um well let's start in the game room and uh, as i have in my show notes it's like everything is broken (laughs) and i'll be honest how does that happen sitting still and i think that might be a little of it i think fair enough i think some of it might be fallout from heavy use honestly at this point going back to the end of the year yeah and uh, ha- having had the game room on a couple times and realizing, you know, finding some odds and ends here and there. Uh, in the big picture, though, well, I'll talk about kind of what I've had going on. In the big picture, there's not been a lot of th- there. There has been, so I don't want anybody to tune in or tune out rather. Yeah. Um, there's not been a lot of hobby stuff. No, no. In, I, I've, in fact, there's been a dearth of it yeah. up until very recently. Well, I mean, even just personally for me, okay, um, I haven't, I haven't drug a game out of the garage and gone through Tales from the Crypt or, or I've honestly, in the big picture, and I'll talk about it a little bit. I've turned a few other things as as kind of outlets for my time, yeah. But game room wise, I know I gotta talk, I gotta uh, 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 tackle Ghostbusters here. Yeah, it, it's got. We talked about the the. <laughs> The stern switches a million times on the show that are in a lot of your scoops and in a lot of your saucers. My right scoop is acting up. It'll a ball will sit in it. So I got I I, that's give me problems. I had game room on a couple weeks ago and noticed my tempest had a fair bit of distortion. Hmm. So I got a your your vectors had wiggle, didn't uh, they? Yeah, I had some wiggle in my vectors. <laughs> yeah, some wiggle actually. in your vectors. So I got to take care. I got to address tempest. My battle zone looks great. Mm-hmm. No sound. Sound's <laughs> gone in battle zone. Did one of the last times we talked, did I talk about the lightsaber in my episode one you failing? Did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And realizing it was the the transformer for the neon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I hadn't. I was going to order one. And they're, uh, an equivalent is available. And uh-huh. they're like 60 bucks. Yeah. And as it turned out, one of the things I've been doing out in the garage, I grabbed a box that i got when i got the episode one and it was a spare lightsaber neon and in it was a transformer oh so score i've got that but i've i just i haven't made time to put it in and i've realized that like the throttle on my hydro thunder i'm not real happy with when you get to the far end of its range it's got this like click click and it's really it goes how's it go click click. yeah yeah. (laughs) and you can't do in hydro thunder if you're like full throttle, you can pull it all the way to, to like brake and hit the turbo button, the boost button, and the ship will jump. And you you, you could use that in certain parts of, of the courses to like get other boost boost uh, um, bonuses to add to your boost timer or get into like other like little hidden holes in the like. Yeah, it is and so, it's such a fun game. It is. It is, oh, no, it is I, a great yeah, game. I, I so don't see fun. getting rid of that. Yeah, and yeah, I get it. I've even thought about trying to track a second one down and and not hide it. How do you hide a Hydro Thunder? But the the little 
L off side of my game room. It's over in the left side of that little extension. Mm-hmm. And in the right side, I plan to one day put my pole position cockpit. Mm-hmm. But I've thought about even scaring up a second Hydro Thunder and putting it over on the right side so that I could go ahead and, and gang them together and, and she could be, play head to head time together. Pretty sweet. So yeah, don't yeah. put it past me. If I, if I find a hydro thunder at a good price, I don't end up with two of them. Yeah. Right on. So but I, I'm, and I am not looking forward to taking that dash out. I've done it before. It, it's not hard to do, but it is, it's just a pain. Just tedious. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a handful of screws to get it apart. Um, then if I end up having to pull the whole dash out of it, it's just it's kind of ungangly because you've got the motor in there for the force feed force feedback, so you end up with this whole big thing in your lap. And oh, it's just, gotcha. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, I got to deal with that. And one thing that I have actually fixed because it, I was just not having it was I had a flipper issue on Back to the Future, and I've run into this before on on. Data East games of this this vintage, they have that flipper control board that's down on the inside. It's in the inside of the cabinet on the left wall. So you've got like Back to the Future, RoboCop. Um, what's the W? What's the wrestling? Was it WWF? Yeah, I, I think th- it's. I think it, I think that was it. Yeah, I'd it, have to go back and look, but I'm almost certain that was yeah, it. It's I, it's got two because yeah. it's got that upper play field with the little mini flippers on it. Uh, Jurassic Park will have it. It's a very common thing. And what this thing was doing is it would play really well. And then you get a couple games in, or if you were playing two-player and you you hit a few multi-balls, it had to kind of warm up and it would start to fail. And the flipper would just, basically you would lose the high power. You'd get a hold winding. So the flipper might flutter a little bit, but you lost all power in the flipper. Mm. And there's a... if you just look at the board, it's a series of transistors that kind of just like, here's the signal and it amplifies, amplifies, almost like a driver board, but with a little bit more smarts to it. Mm-hmm. And then there's, I think it's a CD4093. It, it, it's a it's a gate it's a series of gates and it, it basically what they use it for is they'll if i recall correctly it loops through a couple gates on that chip to act as a timer there's there's no like two flipper switches like on a conventional pinball older yeah. school pinball yeah. where you've got or no, not a two flipper switches i'm sorry a, a, a physical flipper switch and then a end of stroke switch on the EOS. flipper yeah. itself yeah. Yep. Yep. that cuts the high voltage and leaves you with a low voltage coil for the hold. For the hold. Yeah. yeah exactly. This one, it's a single wound coil and that board flips full power. And then that CD4093, <laughs> I think is the part number. It, used, and it stays it, energized. Well, it, it passes the, the signal through a couple gates uh-huh. to act as a timer. And so, so many microseconds later, it shuts off the high voltage and leaves the low voltage for a hold. Oh, so that's how it accomplishes yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So that CD4093, it, start, it broke, it's, has, it's starting to break down as it gets hot. There's yeah. an issue with one of the gates. And then, so your high voltage just eventually fails. Yeah, I see, and I see. So I take the thing out and I trade, you know, I'm trading all the drivers left to right, you know, flipper right, flipper left just rule them out and then it, it's just like okay what's well, none of these are not breaking down with heat and it took forever to recreate because you gotta you gotta warm it up again it's like <laughs> come on baby let's go you know like turn it on old tv come yeah, on let's go yeah. i want to watch uh night rider come yeah, on let's go <laughs> exactly and you don't just watch night rider no, you gotta no. watch all of night rider no no yeah. oh, gosh no no yes. no no yeah 
So yeah, if you've got if you've got a Data East game that's got those flipper control boards, because I've seen this on several games, and this is the first one I've had an opportunity to to, to diagnose all the way through. Yeah. And if you look at the board, it's it it it's it makes sense, especially if you look at the schematics, that it's basically the same thing, just mirrored, one for each flipper. Yeah. So you can trade the the core drivers across and see if the problem follows one of them to the other flipper. And then eventually, I don't know, at this point, if I ever see that again, I'm just going to throw a, a 4093 in it. Yeah. Don't hold me to that part number. Look it up in the manual. <laughs> so I have fixed that. But, yeah. So that, that was some of the gaming stuff I've been into. I have been on another podcast, though. So kind of early on. Making the rounds. Yes. And I appreciate, you know, uh, JP at Podcastle for reaching out to me. And this was a couple months ago, but I made an appearance back on their season 10 episode eight and did what was the title a pinball wizard uh or corona, or corona calls uh Vol- corona calls volume four yeah. i think yeah so, so jp was taking the opportunity uh to keep us keep the show going and some different content i'm putting words in jp's mouth but he was making calls to friends i think david corgan might have been on the show was he one weekend was I, he okay i didn't i don't didn't recall i can't that. recall maybe Maybe he shunned David. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like there was some other. He might have mentioned that he was going to try to get. I, I can't recall because it's been a little while at this point. Yeah. But, so your JP was reaching out to folks and having having them on the show, and he uh, he was nice enough to give me a call, and we just talked pop culture and gaming and pinball and he quizzed me a little bit and uh one of the things you mentioned this to me whitney one of the things i brought up was pluto tv and i i got more feedback on the pluto tv conversation than (laughs) i was expecting yeah yep yep one of their one of their shows is uh it's robert stack who is it unsolved mysteries that's unsolved mysteries and of course it's the robert stack version yeah and I, I was just, I just thrown it out there that I know you all like Unsolved Mysteries. And um, I said, have you ever seen Pluto TV? And he's like, no. I said, well, check it out. It's just Pluto.tv. And if you get a Roku, there's, there's, it's got an app on Roku and a lot of smart streaming devices. You can hit it on a phone, on a browser. It's hard to beat a Roku, man. Yeah, I, oh, I, I love just, mine. I love it. We, I've got a whole house full of Roku. So, so do I. I got rid of cable. We love them. <laughs> I got probably over a year ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah I just absolutely internet, love internet Roku. connection or Roku in a Roku, and I'm done. Yeah, but um, I think the, the the background of it is is I think it's somebody that came from Viacom or something, and he founded this at some point don't hold me to that but yeah. he he had a whoever the founder was he had a background in in air quotes television whether it be cable or terrestrial and yeah. um started this service and one of the things they do is they've got several channels where they'll just back to back like stream episodes of the same show mm-hmm. and one of them is like classic adams family from the 60s so i'll watch that <laughs> and uh, um and they just added, and that's why I bring. Oh, and the, there was unsolved mysteries. So that's yeah. why I wanted to mention it to JP because yeah. I knew that was a thing that they enjoyed. Yeah, they get a lot of mileage out of unsolved mysteries. Yes, for sure. yeah, yes. that's exactly they, they why I wanted. Well, to bring and up. it feeds into the show really well, like for when when Adam does Adam's ghost and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's it it fits their show well. Yeah, it, it, from the gaming side, this is outside of our gaming realm. I started watching the Minecraft channel. And oh, okay. Did we not have this conversation? We have one time. Yes. Yeah. The short of it is when I started 
when I, when I moved to streaming and I started that a year or so ago and I noticed it, I started watching it because my nephew played it quite a bit. Yeah. And I said, this, this is, I don't understand this. Yeah. I don't get the building. I, I don't, what, Where's the end? What do you do? What's I don't. There is no end. Right. Yeah. So I started. The, I started watching the Minecraft channel, and it is based upon. I'd say ninety five percent of the content is from a YouTube content creator called Think Noodles. Okay. And granted, I've come to realize that the the show the the shows the videos they run it's from his YouTube channel, and they're pretty old at this point. Like some of them are probably up to five years old. Oh, okay. He's not even really primarily playing Minecraft anymore. Yeah. But he's very family friendly, and he's very relatable. Yeah. And so I started watching it, and now I can. I was having conversations with my nephew. It was a. Yeah. But I got hooked on it. It's yeah, like, no, it's all good. It's good background noise. Yeah. That Adam's family. Yeah. <laughs> But, awesome. Okay, so where does all this going? We yeah. talk about Star Trek all the time on the show. Yes. They added a Star Trek channel. Which, which, is it just TNG? Is it just the original series, or is it all of them? Well, I was hoping it was going to be all, but at this point, they're primarily running uh, what is... Uh, I, the, Riker's Beard come in in season three, right? I think so, yes. So they're primarily running season one and two. <laughs> Riker's, Riker's Beard. Riker's Beard. <laughs> Good gosh. <laughs> the sad part about it, or the sad thing about it is we say that and then everybody who's a Star Trek fan oh, yeah, knows they, know. they they exactly know. Yeah, yeah. they know. Riker's Beard. There's a whole, I even know the story behind Riker's Beard, which, yeah. I, which I don't know if I want to bore everybody with, but that comes from listening to Star Trek uh, The Next Conversation. Yes. Oh, Jackie and I did pick that up, by the way. Oh, did thank, you? Thank I am you. Yeah. so we're, we're, far we're, behind we're, on that. We're still about, we're about halfway through season one. And the banter on that is, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it, it really is. But it won't get into it won't get into all that because you've covered it on the show before. Yeah. But it is a solid recommendation, and uh, we listen to it while we're driving. And there have been many times where I've watched where I've watched my wife go <laughs> and catch her mouth and stuff because she's like, I think they just said what everybody thought but never said. Yes, yeah, yes. that's exactly right. Well, the, there will be an episode. Oh. A oh, couple. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I just ahead, have to say yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the plot holes that are in these stories, it hurts. It, or it hurts to go back and watch them now it because does. because I've listened to the next conversation and now I realize just how riddled with yes. with plot holes every one of those stories are. Yes. And honestly, it, it's actually like taken away some of my enjoyment of TNG it, it, because because now I watch some of the episodes and it's like it's ludicrous. That that's just completely stupid. The, the one of my favorite <laughs> favorites is. Is, is um sorry i didn't mean to no no sorry. one of my favorites is is in for folks that have never heard of it yeah if you're a new listener this is how our show goes We're, we we yeah. t- we do talk gaming oh yeah but we'll we get, talk life we'll get there you know but, we'll, we'll, but uh, we talk life yeah the show is hosted by two hollywood writers uh-huh so when uh, Star Trek The Next Conversation started both of them were working on the Goldbergs and both of them have a lot of credits of things that you will know oh yeah okay and so they're legit they're legit they're legit and a lot uh, they've been on screen quite a bit is like uh, fill-in roles and shows that they've worked on so you'll you'll recognize especially Andy mm-hmm. he's one of the hosts um, so they come at it with this writer's perspective <laughs> 
and it's <laughs> and they skewer they it. do and but they love uh it's andy oh, and no. help me here um, um it's oh, i'm so far behind oh, geez, I, wish, uh, I wish you um, hadn't asked I, oh, I'd have to go back and look it up. Not Andy. Help! If you go look it up, the other guy—it's the other guy. He—he, he, the guy who has not seen any any episodes. No, no. Ever. Andy's the one that has has was aware of, but had not seen. Any. Oh, the, oh, that's okay. The Sorry other about that. host, he's he tends to have a very dry sense of humor and delivery. Yeah, the biggest Star Trek fan. I mean, he he was given the the job of the post show breakdowns on CBS All Access when uh they started up what was the Star Trek not Picard the one before that Discovery Discovery I'm yeah. too questioning too what if what is questions into this so yeah when Discovery came out it's Matt and Andy Matt yeah yeah so I mean Matt is at San Diego host San Diego Comic-Con hosting the panels that's got the TNG cast on it and Kirk on and Kirk um Shatner. Shatner on that's he's got chops. Yeah. But then he'll turn around and he'll, he'll be honest. He's like, you know what would have solved this episode? Do <laughs> you notice there was no Deanna Troy in it? Because Deanna Troy walked in, he did she would have known that that guy was lying and it'd been over and with. Then, then there would have been no, no show. There would have been and, no show. And, there, yeah. and then he's like, and they didn't explain where she is. Yeah. She wasn't at a conference. Uh -huh. She wasn't sick. There yep. was just no Troy. That, yeah. That's my favorite trope is the no Troy trope. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it, they do. They skewer it. And now, I mean, I still still enjoy it jackie still still enjoys it it's one of our it's one of our favorite tracks no doubt about it but you go back and and they they just don't hold up no. exactly the way that you want them to hold up yeah especially now that you are made aware of the gaping plot holes yeah. that are in the episodes yeah so anyway there's that so they're running mainly <clears throat> tng season one two because you've got crusher and then in two they brought in pulaski, pulaski as the doctor is the doctor and then yeah. you've got some uh you got a couple episodes where you have riker's beard and crusher so yeah. you're getting into season three yeah uh and then they'll run i've seen the 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 first movie which is Star Trek with with Kirk from late seventy like seventy eight seventy nine Viger uh, oh, Star yeah, Trek the motion picture yeah that's the motion picture that's number one so yeah you'll see the motion picture uh, highly underrated by the way oh uh, highly I underrated have, I have had the opportunity because of this to rewatch it and I'm like. It's good. I didn't realize this movie was this enjoyable. Exactly. It, it's it's I thought really it was, good. Yeah. yeah I really, good. really enjoyed it. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's good. They're running Insurrection. They're running um, Nemesis. Mm -hmm. They're running, and I can't recall the one in the middle where it was Spock's brother. Uh, Undiscovered Country. They're running Undiscovered Country. Yeah. And I'm I'm seeing uh, also, but they're running this on some other channels. They're running the new Star Trek. They're, they'll run beyond Star Trek Beyond. They'll run beyond. Yeah, Star Trek Beyond. Wow. Okay. So In that's impressive. Now, what I are they running Enterprise by any chance? I, not that I've seen, but if they hold true, like I've seen with the other channels where they do this, yeah, they will start to add more mm -hmm. episodes. So they're this is still relatively new, even okay. as of this recording. Well, so. one thing I will say is, uh, you and I chatted on this. I, I just recently started watching Enterprise. Jackie and I did started watching Enterprise. I and, loved and it. binging it, mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you, I absolutely adore it. I I, I adore it. it. I don't know why people, it is so good. I, I know. I don't know why people had such a problem I, with it. I, I don't. I truly don't get it. Now, the one thing that I'll say, the one thing that I will say is that we are now in season four 
And my only complaint is that they wrapped the storyline from season three and they immediately went into season four, almost like season three, almost like everything the last half of season three just wrapped on just a nice little, you know, a nice little button top. And, and, and so they, they didn't really give much reverence to season three in season four, but ultimately, ultimately I love the show. I love the premise of it. I love, uh, I love Scott Bakula and just how he, how he approaches that character. And I've just really come to, I've I wish he come just, to appreciate those characters. I mean, after, after three seasons, you'd think he'd get it right. And he would have already leaped into the next <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah very true very the next true. scenario the next scenario yeah I, I, but i i will say i don't understand why it gets the hate it does because they they've done really well they they've encapsulated dr soon they've talked about you know they've talked about the the, the klingons they i mean they they've just addressed so many yep. things that i didn't realize and, and now even fast forward, I'm doing more research on Enterprise, and it's like, well, I didn't realize how often it was actually referenced, even in like the Kelvin timeline movies and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been good. Uh, I can't keep up with the handful, of, even, with, even with this more time at home, I'm, if anything, further behind my normal shows, because yeah. the stuff I mentioned I'm watching, I'm sitting down at 11 o'clock at night, and I want a little background noise. So I'm not wanting to, that's why I'll turn on a, a TNG episode or yeah. an Adams episode. Yeah. I'm not wanting to really focus, if yeah. that makes sense. You, so just I, want, you want the accompaniment. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not even caught up on the, the normal shows I watch. I really want to go back and watch rewatch that and Voyager and DS9. It, it, I just, I watched Enterprise when it was broadcast. Yeah. So the last time I saw, I've seen it end to end it was on VH tape, VHS tape recorded oh. off broadcast, oh, no, off dude. cable. No, we've been watching it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I mean, 1080p Blu-ray, and it's uh, it's beautiful. And I mean, my wife is even she's even mentioned several times that she's like the special effects on this are are just superb, just because of the way they draw the way they render the planets and and just yep. the. I love the fact that like the shuttlecrafts, they actually look like they obey the laws of physics when they rotate and and, and everything like it just it just looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Yeah, I like it. I've liked it. So um, anyway, uh, Pluto, Pluto TV, TV Pluto check TV. out yeah. uh, check out Star Trek. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. so get, back on the gaming side, one thing I have had an opportunity to do and longtime listeners of the show may remember me mentioning that I had a huge pile of small parts like electronics parts. And this comes from years ago. I I can't even recall how long ago this was. I bought out the tech room from a retired operator. And what that yielded was, I, I don't know what they call these. And there's a story behind this too. You know the little parts bin organizers you'll get like at a hardware store that's got a bunch of little drawers in them and inside the drawers is all. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not. I've come to find out there's not a an industry name for those, but I'll get to that in a second. I had like 17 of those, and the majority of them, maybe 80 percent, were the same dimension. And then somewhere were fewer drawers, but bigger drawers. Yeah, okay. And then I had a couple that were like twice the size, like two of the standard ones, air quotes, that I had stocked. 
but if if I looked at the the standard that eighty percentile and I did the math, it was just in assuming they were all that 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 same drawer count. There was over four hundred individual little drawers of old school electronics operator parts. <laughs> That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. And it, they have. I mean, I, are you cataloging all of it and stuff like that? Well, they when I got when I got them, I wrapped each of them in in shrink wrap. I, I, they were screwed to walls and all that. I'd take them down. And I'd wrap them in shrink wrap to keep the drawers in, and I piled them all in the bed of my truck. And I had kind of an idea of what was in them because I bought them, you know. And there was times when I'd cut some of them open and like try to find a part, but it was I had them all stocked, and I I had them on this cart, and then I'd move the cart around. I got to where I wanted to use the cart, and I I ended up putting them on like a four tier shelf unit, like the like that's made of that. It's not PVC, but it's plastic, and you put you put the uprights in, yeah. clip on a shelf, put the uprights in, click on, clip yeah. on a shelf. Yeah, it's over six foot tall, and I had them all stacked on that. And I finally said, okay, I, I knocked out a bunch of other projects around the house. I mean, I I painted a shed, I put lights in, and added some lights to my garage. I raised a bunch of chickens. I built RC cars. I'll talk about that a little bit too for those that care. I'd, I'd done all these other larger projects that I, I couldn't find time to do. I was knocking those out and I, and I just was like, okay, all right, big guy, it's, it's time me yeah. and you. Yeah. And, and I, I, I got to dive into this. And one of the bins actually had a calendar on it from 1981 <laughs> to give you an idea of what's in here. And this was like parts from the seventies with a real heavy focus on eighties. And then there was some stuff into the nineties. Uh, I ended up, I've got on in my back garage. I think the building is like 30 feet deep. So on this, on that, on that side wall, there's a, uh, a, a couple toolboxes that take up eight or 10 feet. And then there's the door on the other side. So that's about three feet. And then the distance between all those is two big workbenches. And I literally spread parts out, pulled all those drawers apart, except for all the resistors, because I still have those in a couple of, of the things. I need to go through them separately. I just set them aside. It's a lot of work. And, oh, I've been, lit- I've been working on this for weeks and weeks. And honestly, it's probably been spread out for a couple of months at this po- point. And I'm just now, I, I spread everything out organize everything and i've got pictures of some of it up on our facebook page and i was just realizing when i put the show notes together that that i need to add pictures because i've got even more pictures of just all this laid out with little like paper tags so i wouldn't have to having to reread ic's and and transistors and all that it just fills that workbench with all these parts and yeah yeah. So, I mean, there, you know, like some of the highlights are is I had a, a small selection of the of Nuo stock Gottlieb System One pinball spider chips. So that's the Rockwell was the company that Gottlieb went to back in the day when they went solid state, and Rockwell designed their system for them. But Rockwell also designed their MPU board or their CPU board, whatever they called it, using specialized chips that Rockwell was able to produce. So it's not like a Williams 
or a, a, a stern where you could go and get off the shelf TTL and processors. They were specific. You couldn't get them anywhere, and that's why you've got the Y nymphs of the world and yeah, and and the like for Gottlieb System One. But I've got a handful of those. There was a bunch of those still in the little containers, right from Gottlieb back in the day. And <laughs> I had a, there was a DAC eighty in there, which is the like unobtainium to a certain degree DAC dig, uh, uh, digital analog converter that goes in a Cinematronics vector monitor yeah. and yeah. All kinds of RAM, and that's actually what I'm sorting through right now, and putting putting those in individual bins. And there's a billion part numbers for all your RAMs, even if they're the equivalent size. And it's just I, I'm down to the point now where I'm actually like, okay, well, I've got all I've got eight or ten oddball one-off chips. What is it? Yeah. And I'm going through data sheets and putting it with the rest of its buddies. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, New old stock Z80s and 6502s and other processors. Very and, handy. Uh, I got a stack of the SN60 or 76477s, which is the sound generators for Space Invaders. And um, one of the one of the oh my gosh moments was I got a couple SC01s, which is this chip made by a company called Votrax. Back in the day, they were used in like early equipment for blind people and they would it was a speech chip all right and i think but well, one of the big things was is was in a um a phone well you wouldn't need it a, we, what, what was the deal it was some kind of terminal you wouldn't uh, uh, like a, a, a tty terminal yeah an individual that was blind wouldn't need uh, uh the phone conversation converted for them. They could hear, but there was yeah. some, some, some use for, especially for folks that were blind where it would read for them. I see. And however you have, whatever the input was. Yeah. So, but it was, it's also the same chip that's used in Gorf okay. and that series of, and I think it's using a couple of pinballs too. And they're like, Votrax has been gone forever. There's no equivalent to it. And you know? is there, and you'll have to excuse my ignorance here, is there not like a modern replacement? Not for that, that I'm aware of, not unless it's come up in the last couple of years. Have to look into that. I'm, you know something? I'm going to have to look into that because I have. What did, uh, what did you. I'm, I'm, I've got a Gorf. Okay, okay? yeah. And I've got a Gorf. And I've got a really nice Gorf. And it works, but. What's uh, the other game yeah. that's that speaks that's on that hardware platform? Uh, probably. Um, it's a, oh Wizard of War. Wizard of War. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's it's, yeah. it's on the it's on the rack mount. It's, uh, it's on that rack it's mount. It's the platform. same. It's the yeah. same hardware except the CPU board is different. Yeah. It uses the same sound board, including the SEO one. Mm. Yes, yeah. I so want me a Wizard of War. Do you? So, oh gosh, yes, yes. So yeah. those are like I said. The, so yeah, those chips are pretty hard to come by. And yeah. I, I'd already because I've had a Gore forever, so I've been setting on a spare just yeah. in case. Oh, and I was like, you. oh, it's like I, you know, yeah. So. And, just stuff like that, and it oh, it's neat. it's That's taken awesome. a lot of time. But dude, you don't. Uh, I couldn't believe. Used to be, you could walk into any hardware store and get those little organizers. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, um, Harbor Freight has them, but and I, I went and bought a couple. And I just don't like the Harbor Freight ones. The drawers would wouldn't set right, and they would go inside the the cabinet yeah they, it's it's almost like they're they're not square with the inside right, of the cabinet yeah, yeah exactly that, that yep. that's I know exactly the, what you're talking about that's one of the harbor freight one things that it's like <laughs> no nah, this isn't a winner and i yeah. actually took them back it's, it's like i paid for this and i'm frustrated yeah, yeah. And, and i could find like stack on 
it was the ones that I could always get here in town, like at a Lowe's. Uh-huh. If you know, if you've got those around you, depending yeah. on where in the world you are, Menards or something. Menards like, yeah, or yeah. I don't know what's available overseas. I, I don't know, but. Home Depot didn't. Home Depot had Craftsman branded ones, which were way overpriced. So I wasn't in for those. I could get the stock on ones. I knew what those were like because I have a bunch of those. Um, but they make them a little different now. They don't have as many of the little dividers in them. Yeah. And they were stupid priced if I got them on Amazon or eBay. Nobody local had them. And I ended up, of all places, finding – this is a U.S. thing probably – Ace Hardware huh. had some really nice ones, and it took me a bit to. I was just amazed that you couldn't. It's like, where did these go? Do people not organize stuff in their hobby rooms or their craft rooms or their garages anymore? I guess not. It used to go into a Lowe's, and they had a whole huge floor to ceiling display of them of yeah. all kinds of configurations. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. So Ace Hardware to the rescue, but no, I've been. There's a lot of parts in there, and I'm like. Uh, part of me is like, oh, cool. I've backfilled my supply of X. But another part of me is like, oh, my gosh, there's stuff everywhere. I'm trying to figure out NTE parts. I got a bunch of NTE parts. That's Anyway, so, yeah, that game-wise, I've been working on that. And I mentioned, I did mention last show, speaking of the game games in the game room, uh, that IKEA glass display case that yeah. – uh, was it set up last time you were here, Whitney? Uh, it was, Or yes. did you deliver it to uh, me? I can't remember. No, I delivered it, and then I did see it set up okay. one time. Yeah. So I've only got a couple things in it right now, and that's for a reason, because I know I'm going to have to take that stuff out. I like the way it looks, though. Oh, I, I really like it. Yeah. I, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take those couple things out and take it into my shop because I've picked up a reel of dimmable LEDs in the controller. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to end up lighting it. Oh, yeah. So sweet. Yeah, especially when you have the game room in full effect, that little area is kind of dark. So I'm going to light it. And I think it's going to – then I'll load it up and really make it – really put some kind of cool things in there, like 80s type stuff in there. Yeah, it's awesome. I may have to get a couple of those. Grace would like – she would like a couple of those, actually. So I'm I'm glad to see it worked out. So, I I mean, anytime you get glass from Ikea, I mean, no slam against Ikea, but – it's glass. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. and they treat everything, it's all flat pack and they treat it like it's flat pack. And so I, I'm just, I'm glad that nothing was broke. It's the best way to say well, it. Well, I would think with glass, um, at least if you picked it up, you'd hear it crunch. You would, yeah, you would, <laughs> you'd you, hope. Yeah, you should but hear that, it crunch. That doesn't mean that. I don't know if that's plate or if it's, I bet that's plate glass and it's uh, not safety glass. I, I bet it is plate. Yeah. So, yeah, you could have a crack, you could have it broken half. Yeah. And in not it wouldn't crackle and crunch like safety glass yeah, yeah. would. Yeah, 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 for sure. So other than that, you know, the the let me mention this real quick because it does tie back into games. I mentioned I'd built some RC cars, and on prior shows I talked about just kind of wanting to take a game breather, especially after having gone through the two pinballs right before Arcade Expo, and yeah. it, it looked like high speed to the getaway just exploded in my in my basement oh yeah i remember that yeah those were those honestly were like the parts things in that i knew to do them i was going to do them together Mm -hmm. because if i was going to do one i was going to do both and just just get through it and i kept putting it off and putting it off because it once you cross that bridge there's no it's gonna and it's gonna be a mess yeah you just know it's gonna be a mess and it's one you bring on yourself on top of it it did it 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 (laughs) took 
It, it did exactly what I thought it did. It broke me yeah. it, because I was like, I don't want to do, vi- I don't want to do video games or arcade or pinball games for a while. I'm yeah, done. I'm done. I'm done. I, I get it. Yeah. So, um, I ended, and I mentioned after that, I was going to probably build some cars and I did. I built a couple Tamiya this, people that, that had these that are of our age and had them. I built two Tamiya frogs. Okay. Why do you need two frogs? I was going to restore one. And, uh, if you're into RC cars, man, just, it's it's now's a rough time because almost everything is hard to get in yeah. any hobby. People yeah. are buying everything up because they're looking for stuff to do. Yeah. In the bigger picture, when things stabilize, it's a good time to be in the hobby because the stuff that was out there when we were young, kind of like with the video game stuff, they're, uh, the, the major manufacturers are reproducing the old school stuff. Yeah. Slight changes, but they are. So yeah. I was going to restore one. And uh, uh, build a, a, an old school one, and I'd started to amass some parts whenever I'd order, and I realized I was like one of the little bags of screws, and a like I think a set of rims or something away from building a whole car. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Plus having the part, having the parts I needed to put into the old car. So I ended up putting two of those together. Rebuilt an Atomia Monster Beetle. If anybody remembers those, it's kind of like an early monster truck. They're yeah. really, they're really yeah. fun. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, I remember those. Uh, blew, built a Kashiro Raider. Rebuilt one of those. But to do all this, I broke out finally my ultrasonic cleaner that I talked about forever yeah. on the show, forever ago on the show. And uh, um, I got it to work on some RC car stuff, but also to clean like pinball parts. And man, did you ever buy one, Whitney? No, but I'm going to. Is it I, that good? I, I, I lo- the, it's like anything else. There's a little learning curve. And I think we'll talk about that, a learning curve when we get into one of the, like the tech segment here yeah. later with, you know, your, your topic. But I, I, I just, I, I've looked at it and I'm like, why have I not had one of these forever? Okay. That, okay. Right. So <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> imagine like pinball, like grit and, and grime. Well, take that to the nth degree. Take a, take a transmission out of an RC car that's 30 years old that has had grease in it that's sat for 30 years. Yeah. Plus dirt that's got in it if it's not a sealed gearbox and grime. And what you what I would normally do is I'd sit there and I'd turn on Pluto TV with a toothbrush and I'd be I'd clean all the teeth out and I'd have I'd have it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Throw it in this parts cleaner. Dial up thirty minutes. Okay, it takes thirty minutes, but it's not thirty. I'm doing something else in that exactly. thirty minutes. I'm yeah. not working on it for thirty minutes. Come back, swish it around, and it's like. I, why did I not have this? Yeah, yeah. It, I can see it doing the same thing for pinball parts, arcade game parts, joystick parts. Oh, this is going to be pretty sweet. Man. And so here, here's my here's my take on this. Here's some of my lessons learned. Okay, so what do you use in it? Nitro fuel from an RC? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> With one spark of electricity, yeah. and then you shut the you shut the lid really Kerosene fast. Kerosene and gas. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I mean, it says all over it because yeah. uh, it says don't use anything flammable. So here, stateside, you can get a thing called Mean Green. And I've talked about that on the show yes. before, and it is superior to Simple Green. There's no, there's no doubt. I've been using some of it too. I like it. Uh, so I've I've used simple green, but not like an A B like on uh, like pinball parts. 
I, I had already learned that I, that mean green mm-hmm. was safe uh, on plastic. Like I, I would take posts and I would put all my posts that I was going to keep like star posts in a, in a little container, fill it up with mean green and I would let it set. And I would even go as far as like, I would set it on my air conditioner in the basement or I'd set it on the dryer so that as the AC run, it would vi- it would get a very little, it vibrate. Get and a little it, agitation. It'd agitate. It'd exactly. Agitate, yes. And then I'd, every once in a while I'd go in there and give it a shake or a swirl to move everything around and I'd go do work on the machine. Yeah. So, so I know mean green is safe. So I, I would use like about a third mean green and about two thirds water. So that's, that's kind of my magic spot. Okay. And, uh, they, the one I've got is heated. So here, here's the thing with the heat though. I don't, I, I've warped some parts. Ooh. So that de- depending on what, what the part is made of. Yeah. Metal parts is not a problem. Like metal gears out of an RC car transmission or like, metal pinball parts that won't be a problem yeah you know? but but arcade buttons that's a no i i've not run any through it yeah but yes so it's in the 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 model i've got it's not in fahrenheit it's in centigrade <laughs> so there's that 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 for, mental conversion yeah, yes like and the trouble that goes with yeah, that for us like yeah. in 3d printer world yeah yeah so um <laughs> I, and, and when you're running it it generates heat so you might set it on x and you come back and it's blown way past, way past it. that. Yeah. So my recommendation is, is if you're going to use heat, turn the heater on and just let it heat to whatever its default low is or crank it down a little bit and just get the feel for it. And then maybe you run it another 20 extra minutes just vibrating with a, a moderate heat so that you're safe until you figure out what you got. You know, okay. like, like I've learned pretty quick that uh, like RC world to me, parts, the plastic they use suspension parts, gearboxes, fine. Kyosho, meh, you, 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 it just depends. So yeah, just heat isn't necessarily your friend. I would still use it cause it helps break everything up, especially if you're dealing with something with that's been, that's got grease on it. I don't know about you, but I've even been in pinball machines where someone's gone in and oiled and greased flippers when you're not supposed to. Yeah. So to just rebuild them. And that's a pain to get out. Hmm. Throw it in a machine, throw it in a, in a vibrator in or in, in a ultrasonic cleaner. But here's the big warning. So I think maybe back at, back when we first talked about it, you linked it in the show notes. If you go out on eBay and look at ultrasonic cleaner, you'll realize real quick that there's a billion vendors and there's really only a couple different types for the most part. And they're made in China and they're shipped over and they're under either no brand name or a handful of generic brand names. And the big breakdown is, is do you want digital or, or analog controls? Do you spin the little dial instead mm-hmm. of timer or do you want digital push buttons? Yeah. Okay. One of the constants I've run into, and, and this kind of caught one of the YouTubers I watched that does RC stuff. Don't, rely on the size that they they advertise like mine says three liters it definitely does not hold three liters i don't i I, if i had to guess if you took the outer enclosure that the whole shooting match is in the 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 mechanic for the vibrator the tub that stuff actually goes in if you took all that stuff out (laughs) that box maybe might be three liters okay 
the tub is not three liters. Yeah. Go buy the the dimensions that are like in the eBay auction or listing for the tub size to get an idea. Okay, say if you say you want to be able to put a flipper base plate in it, look at the dimensions and realize what you're getting. Yeah. Okay, you're not getting. I don't know where I don't know where, and he the 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 one of the channel the channel I mentioned it's a channel called RC Kicks out of the UK. He ran into that. He he got one that was supposed to be like two liters, but the tub was like itty bitty. Yeah, and the whole thing, if you stripped it all out and looked at the box, it was probably it would probably hold the two liters, but yeah. the tub didn't. Yeah, so I would get one. Just be cautious, like anything else, and read the read the physical dimensions. Yeah. But yeah, oh gotcha. yeah, I'm like I. It, it's it's sitting in the bathroom in the game room right now. I hadn't even put it away because it's like I just I randomly want to throw stuff in it. It's just, <laughs> it's I'm like, gonna take a picture of it. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's sitting awesome. next to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, get two things done at once. So, so yeah, anyway, yeah the uh, the ultrasonic cleaner. I was like, why have I not had one of these, and why did I keep it in the box for so long? This thing's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like all of us, man. It, it, it is, I, and I'll even get into that it, with something for me. So, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, that man, that's it. That's like I said. I I know there was a little game stuff in there, but that's just the way I've been rolling here the past couple months. I've yeah. just been. I've been tackling these projects and then some of the air quotes projects have been just fun projects I've wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's trust me, there's been a lot of other things that I'm not boring everybody with that I've, that I've done to make use of my time here at home. And it's, I've, I've kind of been, I ain't getting out. Don't think that I've just, I've wanted to shift gears a little bit. I, I totally, yes, I I totally, I do totally get that. I, I mean, and that's, that's really what it comes. It's really what it comes down to. What have you been into? Yeah, Brent, where to begin? So I, I think that part of this uh, is something that, that I want to address. You know, part part of the, I guess, the, the reasoning or the explanation behind uh, the, the bit of the gap that we had on the show is, you know, Brent, I mean, the, the whole COVID-19 and the quarantine scenario, I know it affects, it has affected everybody in different ways, but something that that at least in our family that, that we have noticed is that, you know, both Jackie, my wife, Jackie and I are now uh, at this, at this point now working a hundred percent from home. Of course, that also involves uh, our daughter you know, being, being now essentially homeschooled and, and taking remote classes and everything like that. And Brent, I would say that, you know, right after we wrapped uh, the Louisville arcade expo, then that next week is yep, that next week is when is when all this started. And my last travel for work was on Friday, March the thirteenth. And after that, we you know, we as a company went essentially on travel travel ban, travel lockdown, so to speak, for visiting customers. And it, over the over the next what seven or eight weeks as that unfolded, I, I mean, Brent, and I'm not alone. I'm just saying, I'm just kind of recanting this as I experienced it. You know, I mean, we wound up working at, at my at my work. I mean, the customers that we have to take care of and the customers that we have that depend upon us, 
I mean, it was it was all hands on deck for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. And, uh, you know, and, and that just that 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 has, you know, that, that has an effect on you over over the long haul and everything like that. And, and even just continuing on. I would say, Brent, as we as a family have adjusted to uh, the quarantine life, it's it's it, dude, it's not been easy for us. It, it's taken some adjustment, and and I would say even I would say that it's fair to to sum it up and say we have really only found our stride through all of this in probably the last three three maybe four weeks okay i mean it's taken us a while to adjust to just everything at home uh and when I say everything at home, I mean everything at home. We had to set up a makeshift classroom for my daughter and in everything. So it's just and it's it's just been dude, it, it's been stressful in, in that regard. And I know it's been stressful on everybody, but ultimately with the responsibilities at hand, uh it's it's probably it's probably as much on me as it is anything, but I, man, I'll tell you, the the weeks ticked by, and I didn't even realize that they were going by. And then I look back, and it's like, man, I just don't have I just don't have the gas in the tank right now to record. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, but I, I think I, a but, lot of people, yeah, yeah, I I I I, I, I know I've been in a lot. Yeah, I, I've not reached out to you. We talked about this a little earlier. Yeah, because we've all been having to deal with it, and yeah, it, it's that's that's as it should be the focus of you know yeah the focus right now that's that's, the way it's worked out for us as it relates to the show exactly and i will even go so far as to say because uh, because we talk about we talk about everything is as much as we can here i would even go so far as to say that this is probably the first time in my life that i have came this close to to experiencing both onset anxiety and maybe even depression (laughs) you know and it's things that i've had to honestly it's things that i've had to uh, fight through a little bit as is just just adjusting to what this what this is like but going forward and so um yeah doing doing much much better as like i said i mean i think i think we have i think we've kind of hit a stride now and so we're able to now function a bit more in in what the what this and I don't want to say new normal. No, I was going to say I, I'll I'm come not, across the table. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but but in but in what we're experiencing, I think we have. I, I think we as a family and as a household have now gotten to the point to where we can work with we can work with this in such a way that we're all comfort a bit more comfortable with it with each other and what we have to do in in going forward. So so there there's there's that, but. Um, is outside of the games, I will say this. Uh, I've been trying to do as much for my daughter during this time as I possibly can, you know, to help offset some of the loss of interaction that she's had with friends in school and, and everything like that. So we've done projects. Uh, we've done projects for her. So that, that includes things like painting her room. She wanted to paint her room. We painted her room. Uh, you know, set up a learning corner for her to do her schoolwork. You know, so had to ship in a desk, get her get her set up with a, a decent enough workstation to do her schoolwork, uh, and everything like that. And then it's also kind of dealing with dealing with uh, her interest and making sure that we can still do things that interest her and that she has an opportunity to grow during this time. And and Brent, I, I know I'm speaking. I, I, I don't want to speak for other parents, but I know I'm speaking to the challenges that other parents likely face 
is that it, it is a big adjustment and you do want to focus on your children during this time and you do want to pay attention to them because I don't know exactly what this is doing to her psyche, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. I don't know what the longer term effects of this uh, of the quarantine and the social distancing and this, the way that school is likely going to start back up and everything like that. I, I just, I, I don't know what it's going to do to her long, you know, longer term. Now to talk with her right now, she would say, Oh, everything's cool. I've, I've had time to watch, to watch shows and to play <laughs> games and, you know, and, and have fun. And we've tried to make it fun, but underlying the fun is a is a layer of stress a layer of anxiety and then a layer of uncertainty and you in on any given day you kind of mix you mix those and you don't want to um you know you don't want to be to the point to where you're passing some of that on to your children or anything like that because you're trying to do do the best job that you can but uh through all of that uh, you know, we've we, we've had some solid wins. I, I will say this. So, uh, you know, she's she's gotten big, big into anime and cosplay. So we're we're trying to foster that. She is already looking forward to doing some comic cons. She wants to go to San Diego Comic Con. I know Supercon here. We've talked about that. That would be a good option. I've been to that several times yeah. with my niece, and yeah, I, it's. I would recommend it yeah, you know, if you're in the area. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Grace is now the age where she's yep. got the interest and she would she would really enjoy what it has to offer. Three years ago, maybe not so much. So I'm looking forward uh, taking her back to Portland for a Portland Retro Gaming Expo and things like that. And she's she's still big into art and gaming. And so she she's been really she's been doing really good. But I, but it's one of those things where we keep a watchful eye, even though she's doing good, you know, it's, you just, you just have to make sure that everything still moves the way mm-hmm. that everything still needs to move. And I do want to uh, send out a special thank you to, to my friend Porchy uh, over in the UK. I was looking at this. Yes. I've never, is this a, is this a custom it, it, or a real thing? No, it's a real thing. You I can have, go out and see them on eBay. Okay. I, I, because I got to go. Go ahead. I had to go, ahead. go do some research on this. But uh, I have had a budding interest in the Dreamcast over the past six six to eight months. Okay. I'm, I'll give you some parts. Uh, thank you. And uh, Porchy uh, sent Grace a care package. And, uh, and Porchy is uh, a shared friend between Alex and, and myself. And I think the absolute world of, of John, of Porchy. I do. I, I just love him to death. And he has been so good to my daughter on several different occasions. And, and Porchy, if you listen to this, trust me, mate. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Maxine. Maxine. Maxine knows. She knows. And and I will say this. I mean, he... Hold on. <laughs> we, let her do her thing. Okay. We'll, we'll leave her... That, we'll leave that in the show for a little. Exactly. Yes. That, that deserves... She, she is defending our honor she, right now. That's right. Yeah, she she saw something outside and she's going at it, and she's confirming what I'm saying. But uh, but like I say, Porchy's done done so so well by Grace on on a couple of different occasions, and so he sent a care package over, and inside that care package was a Dreamcast console, a Dreamcast keyboard, and a Dreamcast controller, all in Hello Kitty theme. And I, I had, had no idea. I had no idea this thing, this, such a thing even existed. I went and looked it up and it's like, oh, that is 110% legit is what it is. So Grace sees it and she goes, daddy, what is this? And I go, honey, 
it's something that you're really going to like. And so, dare I say, you may even love this when the time <laughs> is right. And so we got a good picture of, of her with it and sent it back to Porchy. And we had just an absolute, uh, absolute treat of a time with it. Is it the blue one or the pink one? It's the pink one. And so uh, the only thing that we have to do is uh, I do need to get a U.S. power supply and uh, and then just crack the console open and just swap the power I, supplies in it. So, I like, I mean, the whole thing is cool. It's and cool. It's, and it's yeah. not just pink. And there's a pink and a blue one. And it's yeah. not just pink it's, or blue. Yeah. It's translucent. It's translucent pink and translucent and, blue. Yeah. And it's, the, it's awesome. The keyboard, that <laughs> yeah. looks like a modern key. That is really cool. It is really cool. And, and you want to know what Grace has done with her Dreamcast that she cannot yet play is she's got it downstairs in the console room, prominently displayed on a shelf <laughs> with care. She took care and she set it up and she even, uh, she even showed it to me today while we were downstairs. So what do you need? Do you need a U.S. Dreamcast to get the power supply out? Uh, either either a, a console to rob or just the power supply itself. I, yeah. I've, I've never gone looking for the power supply separate of those out there. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to look. I, I'm, I'm going to put some time to keep, it. Keep talking. Okay, fair enough. And so uh, so we, we did that. So I, I think we're going to we're going to be good on that. And then at uh, at some point, we're going to do some mods to the Dreamcast to where we can play games off of uh, SD card. So that that involves taking out uh, taking out the uh, the optical drive. Oh, thank you, Brent. Oh, this may work. Oh, it's got a bad GD-ROM drive. OK, cool. But it but. It works. But it works. Okay. So awesome. you, there's the power supply. Thank you so much. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I would hug you right now if it wouldn't be weird. But I'm doing this for Grace in Porchy. This will don't be, hug, this will be don't, dream Don't realized. hug me for Grace. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask Grace to hug you. So anyway, so we'll, we'll, get you, we'll get that squared away. I will make good on this. And she is looking forward to it because... She she had no um, exposure to the Dreamcast, and admittedly, I am so late to the Dreamcast game they because are I so never. So cool, yeah. Because I mean, I just never played one growing up. I never had access to one. I never had one. I've and, not even set mine up. But yeah. When when I'm over hanging out at my sister's, yeah, we'll pull out the one that what you talked about on the show that uh-huh. I set up for my my niece, yeah. and we'll all sit down there and play. It. Oh yeah, yeah. It, but the games look ball. so good. They look so good, and and so I'm I'm excited excited to to kind of dig into this and um and so so we're, we're going to do some mods to it and everything like that and uh, get it to the point to where she can play some multiple games because we don't have any Dreamcast games. So I've got to get I've got to get like Crazy Taxi and a few others. Mm-hmm. And I have been listening. Um, I've been listening to a, um, a a podcast specifically about the Dreamcast. And I'll get into that in our news segment here. But I've been getting a crash course on Dream, know, the Dreamcast library and everything. Up a Dreamcast podcast. I'm going to hook you up, okay? Because I'm going to send you a link to the best. I'm looking, look under, (laughs) see that U.S. Postal Service box under Ghostbusters? I'm pretty sure that's where my Dreamcast is. Oh, oh is that right? <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah. See, I see it. Yeah, good deal. I mean, I've I've already modded it out for the uh, for the uh, put a, a, G- a, a resettable. No, no, no I haven't done that. I haven't okay. done that. But it, right. I mean, it's got a it's got a resettable circuit breaker for the protection circuit on the on the inputs for the controllers. Oh, it's cool. got a new battery in it. Yeah, okay. So it's got it. It, to make it very playable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was going to ask you if you've done looked at the GDMU stuff. Oh, I have been all yeah. over that. So I have not ordered one yet because uh, apparently... 
Okay, so GDMU, you can go one of two routes. You can either you can either pay the guy in Poland who created this. So okay? tell everybody what it is. Okay, so the GDEM thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, <laughs> You're I, so I just, excited. I, I'm just going down just, the road here. And, and I just it, Oh he, no, I am excited. What, and no what doubt. he doesn't realize is I just gave him work. Because yeah. I gave him a Dreamcast with a power supply <laughs> in it. So now now what I should do is text Jackie so Jackie can tell Grace and then when he goes home it's like did you get me a parcel <laughs> and then I and then I sit here and laugh yeah fair enough profit yeah, profit <laughs> anyway go ahead, go ahead yeah GDMU GDMU so so this is essentially a uh, a GD-ROM emulator yeah. okay so it's an emulator for the optical drive inside the Dreamcast but what it does is it provides an interface for loading uh, essentially optical disc images off of removable media it hence a let's let's say like an SD card. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ultimately, uh, depending upon the capacity of the SD card, you can uh, you can make images of your Dreamcast games that you legally own. I'll say it that way, and uh, you can transfer the images over to the SD card, and then you can play your games off of an SD card. So um, it takes a lot of the wait time out of game load, uh, transitions and cutscenes and things, you know, tra- game transitions, things like mm-hmm. that, or ending a game and starting a new game it, it, it just it it takes it it makes it a very uh, uh pleasing and quick affair when it comes to all that and you don't have to worry about moving parts wearing out or anything like that now so that's the gdmu you can you can purchase them on ebay uh there are many clones of the gdmu of varying um of varying revisions or you can, uh, or as I was saying, you can pay the gentleman in Poland who came up with this and wait for him to do a run of quote unquote, I'm putting air quotes around this, <laughs> the real thing, the, re- the real thing. Okay. The only thing about the real thing is it does cost a fair, a fair bit more and uh, it, he only does them in batches. So, um, you know, I, there's, it, there's not a steady supply of quote unquote, the real thing. Now there is, an, there is a seemingly never ending supply of the clones on eBay. So you, you do what your let your conscience be your guide. Do you on, have on a, that. do you know what the the quote unquote real ones run? I, I remember looking when I did the one for Emma and all that. <laughs> yeah, they're almost double the price of what they are on eBay. Yeah. Let's so if if a GDMU on eBay is seventy five dollars, his his are one hundred and twenty five to one hundred and thirty five. Okay, not quite double, but getting close to double. But there's a part of me that wants to buy from him because he did the work, and I want to honor the creator, yeah. and and I want and I want the person who did the work to get to profit from the work, not the clone people. So quite honestly, I've just been kind of hanging. The clone people. I remember. I re- that was a very short lived show in the '80s. Was it? And it was no. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Not. I, 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 like, I had. A, I, I was so, like, really? I missed that. I, here I am with the Dreamcast fishing controller. I got him. <laughs> reeling it. Yeah, reeling it. <laughs> so so, so th- they run about se- I see some at 70. I see some at 50. Yeah, it depends upon the revision of the, of the GDMU that you want. You're looking on eBay right now. Yes. Yeah, okay, fair enough. 
so so there there's that and um and so so we're, we're going to go down that road and she she's excited for that she's got it in the console room and she's just like waiting for me to get her dreamcast to go and uh and i i am definitely going to do that so that that's actually on, on the short list so she's been playing a lot of switch and and staying busy from from that regard so we're getting our money's worth out of that platform she's playing a lot of animal crossing fire emblem heroes i think those are two of her favorites uh from a creative side though and i want to give a heavy endorsement to this because it took a little while to figure out how to use this and use it well but we as a family purchased a cricket explore air 2 machine and that is a mouthful okay we just we just we just call it a cricket at the house what a cricket is is it is a it is a blade cutting it's essentially a machine where you can load flat and where you can load flat media into it. And then it cuts with a blade based upon a, based upon the software that you use. And then it can do things like it can cut vinyl. I was going to say it can cut. It sounds like a vinyl vinyl plotter. So it's like a desktop desktop. vinyl plotter. Okay. But it does so much more than vinyl. You can do leather. Does it make Julian fries? No, it does not do that. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what the knot, the knot, the cutter sharp enough. I've just not fed a potato it, through. It slices, it dices, it makes, it makes Julian fries. There, there are there are threes of people out there laughing right now. Exactly, they get that. threes. Yeah, they, they got that. Maybe fours of people that fair, get that. Go ahead. Fair enough. It, Kids, it, ask your parents. It, 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 it is the audience, you know. So, so um, and and you know the thing about it is. Uh, Dude, I, you're, you're is like, the the cricket has I opened up a vinyl plotter, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, I, I get it. it, it trust I, me, I get it. But Grace wanted to do stickers. Okay, she wanted to make her own stickers, and there's a mean to an end. There, there is a means to an end here, because she wanted to open an Etsy shop because she's been making some jewelry and making some artwork. And she's like, well, I'd like to do something to make some money before I can get a job. And I'm like, well, Etsy is your friend. So she's going to, she's, we've almost got it finished. I've been working with her to set up her Etsy shop because we had to set up PayPal, a bank account. And I mean, dude, it's like, there's all kinds of stuff we had to do. Oddly enough, my niece is doing something very similar. Okay. We've had this, my sister and I, Brittany, have had the same conversations because she's doing an Etsy store with some vintage stuff. Good, good, good. Well, this is part of our COVID quarantine coping plan is what it is. So she wants to do some stickers. And so I started doing research on the best machine to make stickers at home everything pointed to a cricket okay so we got one in now i'm going to tell you there's a learning curve to that thing you just you do not unpack it and just start cutting stickers it does not work that way but if you take some time watch some youtube videos learn the software and what i did not realize is that if you want to have the best experience with a cricket you need to have access to the artwork in a vector format okay Mm -hmm. you can take jpegs off the internet and it'll do an okay job so is this printing to no 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 no. you print first okay okay? then then you feed the the output of your printer inkjet or laser jet and then you put that into the cricket and the cricket cuts what has been printed on another printer okay but the cricket 
formats the print in a certain way that the that the um, that the opto in the head of the cr- of of the cricket itself, where the where the blade is, it can sense where it is on the paper, and it can cut to a pattern that the soft the cricket software sends to the cricket machine. So it has to. So it when it prints when when the the cricket software prints to your printer like a like a picture of a logo it does it in a certain way and draws bounding boxes around it okay so that the opto inside the head of the cricket can find the bounding box and then home oh, itself home itself oh, oh. on the paper so that it always knows where's it where it is on the so, paper so the cricket has a print driver that adds that stuff to the print well it's it doesn't have a print driver but you print through the cricket software software. okay and then the cricket software adds on to it it rides sidecar with whatever you're printing and so and then the cutter reads that bingo so so let's so let's draw this out you're in Photoshop or Illustrator. You come up with a logo that you want to turn into a sticker. You want to make okay. some drop targets. You want to make some drop or targets. Or some fixed target labels it, for your pinball. Bingo. So you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> I'm telling you, cottage industry on, on the way. You come up with something that you want to put onto a vinyl sticker, okay? So you create it. You you do it in Photoshop, Illustrator. Get in whatever format you're comfortable with working in. I, I, only, I tend to prefer vector, okay, just because of what it is. So I do most everything in Illustrator. So then you take that, export it out as a scalable vector uh, that's SVG or EPS or however you want to look at that. Then you import that into the Cricut software. Then it does its quote-unquote secret sauce. Okay, (laughs) Okay. I put that in air quotes. And then it will take the image and then put the appropriate bounding bounding blocks around it, or it's it's almost like a skirt, actually, Mm -hmm. around it. And then then you actually print through the Cricut software to your printer, laser jetting, jet, whatever, take the output of that, feed it into the Cricut machine, and then it's a two-step process in the Cricut software. It it sends the graphic to your printer, you get the output out of your printer, and then step two is you feed it into the Cricut, and then the printer software, then the Cricut software rather, then completes the cut from within the Cricut software. So the Cricut software drives the entire process. The learning curve is on the Cricut software itself. Gotcha. And, and, and how it works. But ultimately, you can, you can make your own version of sticker mule level stickers at your house. So this if is you have the if you have the right medium. So the cricket runs and that C R I C U T cricket yes. air two. Uh-huh. They run two thirty to two fifty US. You can catch them on Amazon for a little cheaper okay. at times, but uh, but but yes, that's what we went into. And I will say, Brent, I personally have gotten use out of this thing on top of Grace. But the, the great thing about it is, is I'll walk by her room and she's got the cricket in her room and I'll hear her in there cutting stuff with the cricket. <laughs> and so she's already gotten proficient with it. She knows exactly how to use it. And I'm like, do you wake up I'm and like, you're like, covered it? do you like? Take a nap. You're like, all right, I'm gonna. I got ten minutes. I'm just gonna relax. And you wake up on the couch, and you're covered in stickers. <laughs> not yet, not yet. But but she has made stickers, and she is decorating her room with her own sticker creations. So and that's pretty cool. So here, it's always about consumables. Yes. Okay. Yes. So is the vinyl? <laughs> I have got. I've got a pro tip there. Okay. okay and that's where I'm going because, yes. like, I know. 
uh, for like a vinyl plotter, like a, a, a standard vinyl plotter where you don't have that print stage. You're actually cutting whatever out of vinyl, like for signs or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that stuff's available in bulk and rolls. There's nothing special. But I don't know if people that print on top of that. So I, is this a different type of a vinyl that you can run through a regular printer? No. Or? Well, like for stickers, um, you can get clear vinyl sticker sheets like from Avery or, okay, or, so, from, or from other uh, another company. I'll, I'll make sure I have a link in the show notes. There is actually, So it's not a Cricut only thing. Oh, no, you don't buy Cricut stuff because if you do, you're paying way too much. Okay, all right. You know? okay. Yeah. So, there's, so there, there's an avenue. Okay. That, that's the pro tip. So on YouTube, there, there are um, a few sources of good Cricut tutorials, and they provide links in the videos on... Uh, like the best vinyl sticker paper, quote unquote, I'm saying quote unquote paper or sheets mm-hmm. th- to buy for printing high quality vinyl stickers. Well, I ordered some of that and it works really well. It, but but if you buy the and you can buy this stuff from Cricut, but you pay the Cricut tax on top of yeah. it, you know. So we just bought the Cricut machine and then did some homework on the best labels and vinyl sheets and everything like that to go buy. And some you can get from Avery, some you can get from U.S. labels, and so on down the line. But um, you, you can you can get this stuff in bulk. Now, I mean, there's a cost to the consumables, no doubt. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 there is. But it, there's it, an avenue, so you're. It's not like you know the old printer thing where it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of times it's cheaper to buy a whole new printer than it is to buy the ink cartridges. To buy the ink, that's exactly right. Right, because that's yes. where they get you. That's the popcorn. That's that is it. And I think with Cricut, and I I don't fault them for this because quite honestly they have produced a very ingenious piece of hardware. So I don't want to I don't want to drag their name through anything because it, it's it's nice and it does exactly what it says it does. But you don't have to buy everything from them to have a good experience with the machine. I'll so just leave it at that. It, the, it seems like in the back of my head, I, I've heard of a of a sticker production something or other, and for for like high touch, high traffic stickers. Yeah, like, that, like Sticker Mule, they're really good. Well, at that. what what I, where I'm thinking of is like for people that produce and. I, bring it back to what we do for a pinball machine they'll make a sticker you can get them all over ebay that's that's got something from the game to put on all the round fixed targets oh yeah yeah, you know stuff like that yeah exactly like like a mini like a mod yeah exactly it's, it's a it's a an oh, easier you're talking like a die cut like something like die a die cut, cut sticker yeah, like a but die cut what what you know if, if you took that vinyl and you printed right to it it I don't know how that would stand up to a ball. That's Con- a good question. So it seems like there's a there's a process, and like maybe a, you, like a lamination process, right? Yeah, where you do the print stage, yeah, and then you slap over uh, an overlay to yeah. lock it in. Yeah, we haven't you, got that far. Then yet. you cut it. Yeah, we haven't got that far. Okay, yet. so. But, even even if you stay away from a drop tar- a, a fixed target, gosh, you can do all kinds you of can, mods uh, for a pin. Oh, dude, all you can do all of kinds of stuff. And and I, I will tell you what I have done. And uh, that's basically what the thing box mod is for Adam's family. Yeah, yeah honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because it, it you know where it overlays because the box is pink, uh-huh. but you can get a sticker overlay, or <laughs> yeah. for the bookcase that'll that'll make it put books in it, or make yeah. the bo- thing box look wooden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 I know it's it's almost limitless. There's 
there's, there's so much you can there, do. There's somebody in, in Omaha, Nebraska sitting there with a cricket one yeah. making thing box mods. Yeah, and, and they're like <laughs> cleaning they're it like, up. They're like, you guys are chumps is what you are. <laughs> yeah. He's like, my PayPal's fat. You know? <laughs> I'm not even going to upgrade to the two. I don't even need to upgrade to the two. I'm good. <laughs> but but uh, one thing I will say that I have done, and this is how I force myself to learn how to use it, is um, I, I was... Uh, in doing some game room decorations, I actually have a Donkey Kong vinyl set that goes on the wall, and I some of those pieces are the colors of some of the pieces were not were not good for my color scheme in my game room, and so I I, I took Avery label paper and I drew out like some ladders and some stuff like that in Illustrator, and then I cut those as stickers with the Cricut in a different color and um and then use those on the wall and it, the whole diorama there looks 10 times better i regret that i don't have a picture of it but i, I will because I spent a lot of time on that donkey Kong <laughs> vinyl set and it looks really good and i even went and did like high score numbers and everything like that that don't come in the set to make it look to make it look more like an actual level of donkey kong so oh, that's that's, cool. how, that's how i force myself to learn how to use the cricket it's it's been awesome well you know what i'm thinking of is yeah. uh, uh not only like what you're talking about uh just like things for your walls mm-hmm. to decorate the game room if you've never been in my game room i've got this how would you describe this where i've got a finished ceiling but you can tell um, this is a basement it, it's 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 like enclosed duct work. yeah it's enclosed duct work yeah yeah and there's i don't know how tall do you think this the space is between mm-hmm. the Maybe eight inches. Yeah, ten, ten, ten maybe. inches. Ten. Yeah. So I've got like I've got this this space that it's like this ten inches of vertical wall. It's like a vertical ledge. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I've I've always wanted to put something there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I thought about like Tron lighting. You know, like some some EL light that, and I just thought I, I would be just I'd drive myself crazy trying to get it straight. Yeah, trying yeah. To, but you could cricket that up, with, if you, especially if I could find something that would fluoresce under yeah. black light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the cricket can cut it. Okay, so it's it's pretty. It's pretty. That's sweet. one of the reasons I was thinking about like an inexpensive like U.S. cutters vinyl plotter. Uh huh. You know, the, it was and, to do something for and, the walls. In the U.S. But cutters, it's just single color though. Th- that's true. It's single color. But the U.S. Cutter stuff, I've looked into that as well. Friend of mine, uh, Daniel Copeland, mm-hmm. so he does vinyl work. Okay, and, and so he turned me on to the U.S. Cutter stuff, and it's—I mean, it's legit. I mean, he's done a lot of work with that. So, yeah, it's when good I was stuff. looking at him years ago, it was really the time I was building this room because I wanted to make some whimsical signs, some whimsical, whimsical, whimsical signs, yeah. and other things. Yeah, Th- they were fair. Yeah. You know, but that was, gosh, I mean, that was years ago at this yeah. point. So yeah. anyway, yeah, they were, they were reasonably priced for just like someone that wanted to just get into vinyl cutting yep. and maybe just start a business. They weren't the, but I, I, I'm, it sounds like they've gotten better. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Well, and, and so, so there's that. So we've been doing that and, and that's actually been a big hit and on some, much like you, Brent, on some non-arcade related items, 
I, f- I used some of the time during uh, during the past couple of months. I forced myself to to just to literally just kind of man up and say, I'm going to get my 3D printer up and going and working. So unboxed it, set it up, went through it all, and it has been a uh, very rewarding experience. It's been a very frustrating experience. Yes. Um, now, which it, model did you to, get? To, to some degree, um, I have got the Ender Three Pro. Oh, what I thought I, you bought is, is what I have. And got. Now that's from Creality. It is Creality. So yes. I, yeah, I, we talked about this. I thought you were going to get a CR Ten S like mine, but the Ender Three is. I backed out of that. Okay. Oh, I ultimately backed out of the CR Ten S. Okay, and so I wound up with an ender 3 pro um ultimately it doesn't it it doesn't really matter what you have you're going to go through the same you're going to go through the same stuff with any of from what i understand about i've I've lost touch with it which is honestly every time i walk in that room it kills me i've really tried to get back to mine yeah in, in the time i've had at home even as recent as this week and i just can't get i i want to get back in and recalibrate e-steps and and touch base and reset it yeah and i know that i'm gonna have to soak a cup and it's not bad no it takes time right it i I know and i've done this stuff but i know i can knock it out in a couple hours i just can't get that time but yeah anyway out of the box i've heard where I've kept in touch a lot of good stuff about the Ender 3. It was a very good experience, okay? Yep. Yes. Frustrating because... I, I, I've almost honestly thought about just buying one. Y- you should. I, I, and, I'm just, and selling mine. I'm just going to... I'm The only thing I can tell you is the Ender 3 Pro is extremely well thought out. And um, I, I, I think that I was successful because of... Because of it being a bit a bit higher on probably the fit and the finish mm-hmm. uh, perspective, but in no way, shape, or form does it take away from what you have to learn. Okay. Oh it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just the Ender Three Pro is uh, I, I think it's ju- I think it's just some evolution on Creality's part mm-hmm. as to what they offer in the box mm-hmm. as far as setup goes and, and everything like that. It, it build build plate wise and volume wise, it's a little smaller than CR10s. There's no there's no denying that. Well, I'm not printing a life size Millennium Falcon, exactly. so I'm okay with that. Or, or you're not you're not yet <laughs> yet. So <laughs> so ultimately uh, going through this and. I have been uh, I have been so so pleasantly just surprised and proud of myself for taking this on and pushing through it. Now um, I, I mentioned Porchy uh, a little bit ago. I've been talking with him. Uh, he pretty much got got into an Ender Three Pro right about the same time mm-hmm. that I did, and it was it was a, a, a bit accidental. But we kind of we kind of hooked hooked up or linked up, and we've been going through setup and everything like that uh, together. And it's it's been oh it's just been a t- I'm telling you, Brent, it has been fun okay but it is but it's also a learning curve but it's also rewarding on top of that so ultimately i've got the 3d printer and i've got it up and running and brand i have been printing mod after mod after mod for the printer okay (laughs) i'd say the first three weeks i had it all i did was print mods i printed the printer itself yeah yeah now i will say on top of that and from what i understand it you don't need mods per se you no. don't 
You know, no. it is like the things I printed was uh, brackets so I could add a gantry stabilizer. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, extruder knobs, and yeah, knobs stuff for like, the extruder yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And and I have been installing mods for the printer, like uh, a metal extruder, 32-bit main board, silent stepper drivers, you know, better Bowden tube and all that. If you're into if you're into 3D printing, <laughs> then you know exactly you just, where all that you, stuff you goes. You kind of went a little overboard right yeah. off the top. Oh, didn't oh, you? Right off the top. You changed yeah. the you changed the main board? Oh yes. Yes, I did. What I went to a 32-bit main board so that I could run Marlin, okay? okay. So that yeah. I could run the Marlin firmware. Two, At this point... Marlin 2.0 and above. That, that That's even crossed my mind because mine is several years, a couple years old at this point. Yeah. And... Um, even replacing the main board in my because they're not expensive. Oh no, no. And, and the great thing about it is when you get ready to do this, I can give you everything that I've done, and you will be successful right out of the gate. Where, where did you buy your percent? Let's let's. I've got a few more questions, but okay. I'll say that because you were going to hit on three D printers in the tech. Segment, yeah, yeah. Right? Because in so, the tech yeah, in the I just wanted to mention you, it. Because you know what you just did to me? What you took the Dreamcast Fisherman's controller and away just, from me? I just turned you, the heat. I just, just reversed went, all that heat. Wee! Is what. I did exactly. Yeah, I just reversed all that heat. He hooked, he hooked me. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm going to go through some lessons learned in the tech okay. segment and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm going to save it all for that. But uh, but it's been great because I've been learning about the Marlin firmware, about how to compile your own firmware. Uh, it's been an it's been an, a an education on using GitHub and just and and I you know just everything. And I'm the next up is an automatic bed leveler because let me tell you you want one of those okay because i know I, because i have I been know. i have been suffering without one but i I'm thought a, the ender 3 pro came with the uh, corality's got something out there now that comes out of the box with an abl maybe the ender 5 i don't know I don't, i'd have to look at it I, I i just don't know but because i've been so tunnel visioned on the three line yeah but uh but an automatic an abl an automatic bed leveler is is what's up so anyway we'll get into all of that but i but i am i'm I'm really proud because i took something that had been sitting in a box forever and ever and ever and i said i'm going to affect that change and i actually <laughs> and i saw it through and you know what's great my, mine's setting up our gathering dust it, it's, it's all good you'll get to it but my 3d printer it was printing stuff when i left the house today so i i mean dude i've had that thing going I mean, I get up in the morning and start printing stuff and, you know, about noon it runs out and, uh, you know, and I go print some more stuff and I'll get into the text when we talk tech, I'll get into like some of the Octoprint stuff that I've been doing with it and everything. Cause I've gone, I mean, dude, I've gone, I've gone. <laughs> He's gone deep, deep, deep. yeah, <laughs> really yeah. deep. So, so anyway, just to round this all out, uh, game room stuff. So I, I finished up all of the the reconstruction on my game room, installed uh, some trim and solid core in a glass panel door. Is entry to my game room. Painted those. I had to paint the doors and the trim, and so you do that demo work, and it's like, well, I've got to paint all around the doors. So I decided to do a nice seventies kind of Activision theme striping <laughs> I see around that. the doors. You see that? How did you? I mean, so you've got vertical striping, like red yeah. and green. Like, just let me tell Activision you what, box. vertical striping on a wall is hard. <laughs> how, how did you take that off to get such a crisp line? Uh, with a uh, with a very um, a very long T square and a couple of levels. 
okay, to keep this to keep the square level and to keep my line straight as I went up and down. But what did you did you just use painters tape? I just use painters okay. tape, frog tape. Actually. Frog tape. Yeah, I use frog tape. I, that to me, I, I like the green frog tape over the blue. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's no day. doubt about it. Yeah. But if you were to blow those images up, Brent, you, you're not gonna find any bleed, brother. That that is that is some clean frog, frog pa- tapes. The stuff that's some clean yeah. paintwork right there. But uh, but yeah, I I will um, I will do some pictures of the game room when I'm. I'm getting close to being ready and i've actually had a couple people that that have reached out and said hey we want to see a refresh of your game room because you've been talking about it for so long it's like yes i know i've been talking about it for a long time but i'm i'm getting close to being able to do that but yeah i wanted something like really activision themed because i just i love activision so much and and so anyway so so there's that but um but i picked up a few pinball trans lights and i have also taken the time Brent to say, you know, after work at night, I, I mean, Brent, I've had to have stuff to occupy my mind to get to, 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 to get like, it. to like be busy and to be focused. Okay. So I thought now is the time to shop all my pins. Okay. And I am going to convert all my pins over to, to Titan rubbers because shopping the pins. I mean, some of my pins are like from 2012, 2013, yeah. and I've never like changed the rubber on them. It's not that they've gotten like, like you know abusive place just time my, okay i know my yeah. adams has still got the same rubber i put on it probably eight years ago yeah. and honestly i've kept taking care of it kept yeah. it clean yeah you, you really can't tell it yeah but i i want to i want to do the same yeah i yeah. get it so so i did this massive order from titan and i when i say massive order i'm talking like four orders because you don't get everything in one go or it's like oh man that's not the right size or yep. I thought, and i even went through all the manuals and ordered everything and it's like but there's still stuff that's gap so i had to sort out the gap but uh i've been doing total cleanup on each one of my pens fixing issues as i see them like busted lane guides and stuff like that and i have completely and utterly gone through ACDC Tron and Batman 66. And yes, Batman 66 is new, but I took all the rubber out of it and put Titan silicone back, or uh, yeah, silicone back. Did it have, did it have the st- typical stern black rubber? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, so you just took all you just took all the dust generators out. I good, just took them all out. Good job. Yeah, and let me tell you, good job. Yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, the rubbers that I have been taking out of my machines, because I just finished up Ghostbusters uh, actually yesterday, Brent, it looks ghastly. I mean, ghastly is the only word for it. <laughs> and so I am, I'm so glad that I'm doing this. Now, and I still have Iron Man in uh, Star Trek left to go. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do some cleanup work on TNA. It, it came with uh, with silicone um, uh, silicone already on it from the factory but i'll do some cleanup on tna and everything like that and it's good but where i'm going to go with this is i i have been keeping track of all the work i've been doing to each one of my machines as i go because while you're shopping it i might as well go into the the mod closet and yes i finally put stuff on and and i'm doing all my mods to all my games so i'm gonna i'm gonna run through this real quick just just for a sense of uh, just a, a sense of scope, okay? Not that I'm going to delve into any one of these, all right? But I just wanted I, I wanted to do this because I took the time to type I, well, it all out. Just like okay? the, the the first one on the second game, I know you've had since like day one. Yeah. And getting the opportunity to finally do it. But do okay. it, yeah. So ACDC, so full plastic protector set, done. Uh, I got the bootloader issue sorted out, but I had to go to Stern. But anyway, that's done. So ACDC, done and done. It's, it's all back. It's ready to go. Tron. 
the Eli Fiber ramps. That's what you were talking yep. about. Had those in the box for five years, Brent, and it's like I'm going to install those and get them done. And it's it's like it's like your your ultrasonic cleaner. It's like why didn't I do this? Yes. Why? Yep. But you know, I sent you some pictures of this. It's like you got to pull the ramps out, and it's and, not a small task. It's not a small yeah. task, and you only have one shot. If you mess them up, then everything looks off and kilter. And I mean, you've got to like measure three times and drill once and everything. It's a very involved install, but they're done. Lighted uh, the lighted ramp cycles done. Recognizer disc done. Inner art blades done. LE metal apron upgrade done. Blue sparkle powder coat done. Full plastic protector set done. Tron done until the next done. mod you like <laughs> comes, yeah. shows up. Yeah, yeah, and then, then, <laughs> da, da, da. yeah, and then here's the the undoing of the done. Yep. You know, so there's that. Batman 66 did the atomic pile, the signal projector, additional decals on the play field, Batcave upgrades done, SLE, uh, the SLE lighted speaker kit, shaker motor, inner art blades, all the outstanding service bulletins, SLE powder coat armor, done. Batman, done. So there's that. And then we get down to Ghostbusters. Now, this is something that I'm ashamed of, but it actually is <laughs> fairly, it's actually fairly interesting at the same point. So, um, all the outstanding service bulletins, I had to do those, okay, because it had none of the field service done on it. Because, you know, we bought those new, Brent. And quite honestly, I've set up my Ghostbusters and just played it. Did you do the one for the flasher over by the library? Okay, yes, good. I did that, I that, did that one as that's, well. That's the uh, catastrophic one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that yeah, will, yeah. like, blow node boards. Yes, yeah, done. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it happen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I did that one as well. Got it done. Now, here's the thing. I caught up on all the current, I, I, I am caught up to current on the code updates, and I am very ashamed to say this, but I'm going to bear it all for the listeners in the <laughs> world to hear. But my Ghostbusters was still on version 1.05 of code, which means it was still on the same code that it was delivered in the box. At, yes. In the box. And, and we have just been playing it on that. And you know what, Brent? Actually, enjoying the game quite, quite well, even, even at the initial code. <clears throat> now, excuse me, because I'd never updated the code since I purchased it, it took uh, it it took several revisions to get it up to current. Now I realize that I probably could have just uh, burned an SD card, call it burned, but just written an SD card with 1.17, thrown it in, and it should have upgraded the node board firmwares and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, I think, and I should have been okay because there was that 1.15, and then mm -hmm. a couple days later that. Because I went right from what was out of the box to 1.15. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, and I, it updated the no boards and everything. Okay. Well, and then I, whatever's on it now, 1.17 yeah. is current. So I went through the process and I, I downloaded all the code. Uh, I, well, <laughs> and this is where I'm going to tell on myself. I'm a digital pack rat. Okay. So. I have got uh, I've got a lot of Stern code at, at my house because I download and keep every revision of Stern code from for every game, whether I own it or not. Okay. Okay. So, I didn't. Yeah. I knew it was for games you own. No, I didn't, yeah. Okay. No, I've got I've got a very extensive library of Stern code at my house. Okay. <laughs> you realize you're going to get hit up by people. <laughs> Actually, I do have plans for that at some point in the future because I am a firm believer that there's value in having access to that code at mm -hmm. some point in the future. So anyway, that's another story for another day. So I took every every incremental code revision and uh, flashed it to the SD card and then updated, uh, you know, updated the game, let it, I let it boot, let it update the node board firmware. And Brent, I don't know that it was cumulative at 1.15 or 1.6 or 1.7, but 
it almost every code update, it updated the node board firmware. Yep. I, I mean, every single time. And so I went through and uh, after every successful upgrade, I would then pull the SD card out and then capture an image of the SD card. So I've also got a working SD card image for every version of the software for for Ghostbusters as well, not just the upgrade file that you would do to the SD card as it sits. So, so anyway, there, there's that. So um, it, it was a fun exercise. It was neat to kind of watch it go through everything, but uh, but there, there we go. There, there's that. So I'm caught up. Color DMD install, that's done. Uh, I, I did <laughs> I did literally take the entire upper play field apart to swap the rubber rings. And if you've not done yours yet, Brent, it's it's um uh air quotes a chore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna put it like that. Because here's the thing. The the, the game is a, an absolute treasure on art and build okay there's no doubt about it makes me wonder go ahead go ahead yeah i I mean it is an absolute treat to look at this game and to just kind of take it all in but for everything that's on the play field especially a premium or an le but for everything that's on the play field it's layered like an onion and you just outside of the slings there is no there is no easy there is no easy access to any of it, okay? And, None. Well, and even the slings. None. And I even mean, the slings have yeah. got a couple layers. Because you're to attached into the wire form. The wire forms attached down there. Oh and yeah. The, and then there's like art on top of the there's, sling. Yeah, yeah. There's plastic on top of the plastic underneath the ramp. It's yeah. It's crazy. I mean. I had clear vinyl bags where I was writing everything out and taking notes, and I mean it was it was uh, it was a production to change the rings in that machine, but I got it and it's good. Did you, you know? take the playfield all the way out and set it on a table, or no, did you do it in the machine? I did it in the machine, but I draped over the sides, and I, yeah. you know I, I take I take great care to make sure that I don't nick anything up. But no, I mean I've been doing all of my stuff in with the playfield in the machine. I. I I've thought and, and a it, stool. It kind of spoiled me, but like the episode one, and I'm sure uh, at Revenge from Mars. Yeah, there. I'm sure it's the same because you know the game was designed where you could pull that playfield out, change the translate, resticker it, and reuse the cabinet and go from episode one to Revenge from Mars. Yeah, or, yeah or the yeah. other way. Yep. But you can take that playfield out, not like this table that I've got all of our stuff set up on. Uh-huh. I, I set it on this table, and it's I've got total access to yeah. it, and I'm not kind of you know screwing yeah. around in the game and that's especially helpful with the way the head is on this since it's come so far forward and it's hard to get to the back of the play field when yeah. it's in yeah and i was thinking about doing some of these other games like you you've talked about and i'm like almost i should almost just pull the whole play field out well there there is merit to that and especially like on on the newer stuff. but i have to build a rotisserie the, these have <laughs> this this has got pegs and rails under it so no, i can take it out and set need, it right you, down you need a rotisserie yeah and not that. touch anything no, it'll no, no, set right no. there because you remember when i had to take my play field out of yes. my ghostbusters yeah because i dropped the screw yes. and it would not come out and i had to shake it real yes. hard yeah. upside down yep that was not one of my finest. That was not me at my I'd finest I'd love hour. to seen a video of it, but yes. Yeah, it doesn't exist, thank goodness. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just a couple It's just a couple of Molex connectors and an Ethernet cable, and it'll, you pop it'll all come that, out. and it'll come right out. Uh, uh, Ethernet cables. Before I hop off of that topic, I do <laughs> want to say, and this is constructive criticism for Stern, okay? And they're just regular Cat5 cables they're just, is the best you can tell it's in just, the game. It, yeah. it, it is. It actually says Cat5 UTP or Cat5E UTP, so untwisted pair. So it's 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 just it's just ethernet cable 
the way that they wrap it, bend it, twirl it, and twist it violates every RFC, <laughs> Ethernet RFC. You cannot use those cables in a network and and get get a good experience guaranteed. I guess it's because they're so they're such short runs. Well, but man, they twist those cables and they unnatural. And I, my impression just, is it's oh. also not Ethernet. Maybe it's not Ethernet, I, I, but it looks like Ethernet, and it says it is, right. it is, it is Cat Five. It says it's Cat Five e UTP. It's the same cable, but my yeah. impression is, is it's I don't know what they use. I've heard it compared to a, compared to a CAN bus, like a, a can, car. That's how I've heard it compared is to is like a CAN bus. I, I yeah. think they use their own pin assignments and their own protocol. Yeah, it's still a network. It's not like they're using just the the eight discrete wires for like switch one switch two switch three switch four yeah i mean it's there's there's probably like a power and a ground and then no a, it's a communication a, a communication network. network it's a communication yeah. network between the node boards and everything yeah so but you, i don't you can't plug it into your net gear no, is what i'm saying no, you're not taking those cables out and plugging it into your net well, i'm gear at the pinball and, machine yeah, yeah it's exactly. not yeah 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 no the pinball machine definitely not but the cables they use definitely not yeah. because man those things make some pretty unnatural twists underneath that play field you know what I mean, you can't do that because it slows the electrons down. I, I guess that would be the case. <laughs> Come around a curve. Yeah. yeah. The speed, time, speed up. You especially know? if you turn it like at a 90, it's like a hairpin. A hairpin. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can't yeah, do just, that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy. Um, it's, uh, and I got the purple powder coat armor on, and the only thing that I still have left to do the Ghostbusters is I need to install those swings replacement targets. I have so no I, idea what so, that is. Uh, oh, yeah. We talked about it I a don't few remember episodes it. ago. Oh, that's fine. I'll just, look it up. Yeah, just look it up. It's uh, two... It's, um, Two replacement targets, uh, one by the firehouse and the other, I think it's the entrance to, um, I think it's the entrance to Zool, if I'm not mistaken, for those those two stand-up targets, but uh, not drop targets, just stand-up targets, but it's what the clear plastic protector goes over to prevent air balls. But the idea is these these swings replacement targets, they're at a different angle. They oh, angle down just a little bit. Yeah. And so and and so they prevent the air ball. They're supposed to prevent the air balls. I'm gonna give it a shot. Okay. okay? I, see how okay they work I remember out. that now. Yeah. So see, you're see using the out. same actual target itself. It's the bracket. It's the bracket. It's the bracket the for yeah. the target. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I remember that. So now. that's it. So, I, Brent, I say all of this because when I get my pinballs shot, <laughs> I, there's, then, Swinks has stuff on Shapeways, yes, and it looks and like I, a wedge. I, and I did order from Shapeways. So okay. if, if you do order from Shapeways, you just got to be prepared. There's a wait. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not fast. Um, but Brent, when I get my pinball shopping done, I am so looking forward because then my workroom is then again empty and my pinball row is good to go for the next couple of years. And you know what I'm going to start working on again, Brent? My zookeeper. Are you? And I'm doing all of this work on my pinballs so that I can work on my zookeeper. And so that's how I'm looking at it. R- real quick, yeah. um, we talked about that on episode 88. And the reason I know that is because I did uh, Ghostbusters Swinks targets. Yeah. And I'm looking at the images. And uh, there's an image from uh, 88 miles prior with brokentoken.com. Oh, is that <laughs> on right? Google. Oh, yeah. sweet. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's, it's, your, it's your parts divider carrier yeah, thing. Yeah, right on. 
right. But yeah, sure enough. Oh, we're, that's, we're yeah. in the images. Oh, for yeah. Swings. Google, Google yeah. crawls our site, man, no doubt. And anyway. So, so anyway. So, so Ghost, or not Ghostbusters, uh, Zookeeper. Zookeeper, yes. And I am so looking forward to getting back to that. I, I feel like I've had a thousand and three things get, you know, kind of like usurp that. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, it's the time is nigh for finishing Zookeeper. So in a nutshell, Brent, that, uh, that that's, that's been my past couple of months as far as, you know, just, uh, doing the fun stuff with the family, trying to branch out a little bit on, on learning and, uh, you know, just expanding the mind and, and learning some new skills and then also making some progress, you know, on, on the game room front as well. Cool. So, yeah. so I tell you what, Whitney, let's take a quick little break. And then when we Sounds come good. back, yeah. uh, we touched on this a little bit already and that is your 3d printer. Yeah. So that's what we're going to discuss in our tech segment yeah. this month. Yeah. And, uh, um, um, Everybody, I'm going to learn. Uh, It's probably going to fire me up, and I'm going to get my CR-10S out, and then I'm going to get it all rolling, and then I'm going to decide that I've just got to upgrade it, and then I'm going to go down the Whitney path, because many of the things you discussed, I had already had in my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's there. But uh, yeah, let's do that, and then let's come back, and let's talk 3D printers, and then we'll uh, do some news, a little bit of news, and uh, some feedback, and some updates, and then we'll, uh, we'll call this a show. Okay, Brent. So for for the tech segment this this episode, I felt like it was it was probably high time just to cover off on a, on a few topics related to three D printing because I know you've shared a lot of information uh, you know earlier on in episodes of the show, and then I wanted to just do my due diligence here and just kind of share some information and some experiences I have been going down this uh, man, road over the past couple of months and, as well. And man, like I said, it's just like you walked into the house yeah. and you said hello. <laughs> And you stabbed me. <laughs> and then not only did you stab me, but you smiled yeah. with, I mean, let's just face it, Whitney, you're a handsome man. Uh, thank you. I feel good I about that. saying that. Yeah. It's, uh, have you seen Star, Star Trek Beyond the second, second, second mention for Star Trek Beyond in this show. <laughs> I laugh every time at that scene where, uh, I haven't seen it yet. You, you no, haven't no, seen, no, no, hold on, hold on. Beyond, right? Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. Yes. yes. Okay. Where, yeah, where, it's the third, the third movie of the Kelvin timeline. Right. Yes. Where yes. Kirk and Chekhov, uh, Chekhov are running through the planet, the you know the woods on the planet yeah. where, and they get caught in Jayla's trap and they're frozen there. <laughs> and Scotty's like, "Well, that's James T. Kirk, and that handsome." And I won't say the word because it's kitchen. Yeah. It's James T. Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at that every time. You I don't did, know why. You know something? I, I'm going to say beyond. It it's actually better than than you think it is. Yeah. Because if you, I enjoyed all of yeah, the movies. Oh, oh, I adore all three of those movies. The beyond the least of the three, but it is still better than you think it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about so it. So you walked in the door. Yeah. You said hello. 
You I, gave, stabbed, I you stabbed you with PLA. You gave me that James T. Kirk handsome, <laughs> you know what, smile. Oh man. You stabbed me with the 3D printer thing that's just been mocking me. <laughs> well, consider this and consider it, this some some help some some future help. How about that? Okay, all okay, right. Just so I'm on board. This yeah. is firing me up, Whitney. Fair enough. So going through essentially from zero to where I'm at. Zero right to now, hero. Zero okay. to hero. And I do want to preface this. I unpacked that Ender 3 Pro and put it to, and, and assembled it. And I knew nothing about this entire discipline. Okay. No, I'm going into it cold. Absolutely cold. And you're already flashing Marley. <laughs> well, they're, they're, and I'm already in, and I'm flashing, <laughs> I'm compiling and I'm editing, compiling and flashing Marley. Oh That's exactly God. right. So. I, We'll talk when you go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So here's the thing. I did not get there. Nut. I did not get there without help. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I want to cite the help. Okay. Because I've watched way too many hours <laughs> on YouTube. Okay. And I have curated this list on what I feel is the best. Okay. The best content on YouTube for 3D printers. All right. And learning how to 3D print. So this is really interesting because of these... I, I added one of these, but I think I added it just as you were adding some additional notes that included one of these. Okay. I'm not aware of of the bulk of these. Okay. So All there's, right. there's stuff, definitely stuff here for for uh, for me to learn. Okay, good. Because it, because a lot of this caters to the Creality line of printers as well, and that's the reason why oh, that's the reason why I okay. put it on here, okay? That's good. So we're going to start with the first one. The first one's called uh, now these are YouTube channels, okay? The first one is called Teaching Tech. And the host his name is Michael. He's out of Australia. He's extremely likable. I mean, I I, I almost I mean, it, you almost feel like you just want to send the guy like a gift because of all the information that he shares and it's good and he doesn't come he does not come across pretentious he's actually a school teacher and he does this channel on the side it's kind of like a side hustle and he doesn't come across as pretentious or anything other than just trying to be helpful and explain the topics his channel number one recommendation on on creality on creality i guess uh, specific Print, specific content and printers. That's exactly right. You know, he's got videos on, uh, you know, on setting up the an Ender, setting up a CR10S, and, and just going through the entire process, breaking the printer down, talking about, uh, you know, just he does a video on extruders, he does a video on the gantries, and just he just really explains it all in just extreme layman terms. It, it's it's really good. Now the second one is called Crosslink, and the the host Daniel he takes a very tactical approach to solving problems that you run into uh, along the way and his walkthroughs are absolutely excellent so everything around like motherboard like mainboard or motherboard swaps or display swaps or uh, you know printer upgrades like print, printable upgrades to your printer and mods and everything like that he he is like really really good at that and he also tests out a, a significant number of mods mods to the printers especially like different di different mainboard providers and things like that and he he does he does a really good job of explaining the pros and the cons and uh and kind of gives you some confidence that you can do all of this yourself okay so between these between these two channels teaching tech and crosslink i feel like i've learned it's probably 70 percent of everything i know by watching those two channels okay now kind of kind of batting up and and not to minimize 
minimize these channels, but I, I'm mentioning them because I like them. But uh, but they take a little bit of a different approach. Okay, so the first one, the, the first one, I guess, outside of crosslink and, and teaching tech, the first one is uh, called Just Vlad, and uh, <laughs> that's that's his name. And so Vlad, <laughs> Vlad is uh, his channel is aimed more at general tech and unboxing and setup types of videos, but it still has a good focus on Creality products and tryouts, and he's got some good videos on like his favorite mods to the printers and everything like that. But he is extremely layman in his approach, which is good. Um, but it, but it, it's his content kind of plateaus at a technical level and it never goes any further than that. Okay. So it's, so he's like really good to start out with, but I think you'll probably outgrow him fairly quickly to be quite honest with you. Okay. But it's still a good channel. No doubt about it. Um, 3d printing Canada and 3d printing nerd. Okay. These are the last two on the list. And I, and I've mentioned these because after you get a certain level of proficiency with a printer and understand everything that's going on with it and everything that you need to uh, work on, like Brent, you mentioned calibrating E-steps, okay, things like that. Once you get past those points, these two channels are fantastic reference channels because the both of these channels get into more advanced topics. Some, some, let's say discussion around model design, some discussion around topics like dual or triple extruders, uh, things like that. Okay. Uh, both have good setup and polish and especially the 3d printing nerd, his, his channel is definitely a bit more of a higher end channel because he is testing printers beyond the Creality line and big format mm -hmm. printers and things like that. In in his channel specifically, you're going to learn more about 3d printing as an industry and as in, and as a discipline that goes beyond your Creality printer. And it, ex it helps to expand your knowledge of the 3D printing universe over and above just what you're doing at your house to print a few printers, uh, or I'm sorry, to maybe you've got a couple of printers and you're just printing some stuff off Thingiverse, you know, stuff like that, okay? So I, I wonder how old, I was just trying to look at a couple of these. I, yeah. The only one of these that I... I know that I've watched is 3D printing nerd. Okay. The others do not ring a bell at all. Yeah. So I wonder if they're fairly the, fairly recent or fairly yeah, new. Yeah. yeah like, I would think so. That that might be the thing. A, a couple of years, within a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd have to think back. I mean, when when I bought my printer, the CR10S, that was the the CR10 was like the breakout for Creality. Yeah. It, it was. And a lot of people looked at that as I mean, it had its problems. But it was inexpensive. It was the printer for everybody. Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. It wasn't perfect. Yeah, but it was it was attainable. It was a printer for everybody. Yeah, and then their next jump was the S. Uh huh. Which um, what CR ten? Yeah, because then that gave you. Uh, like dual lead screws, one on each side of the gantry, and a couple other little uh, little kick, yeah, little, know, little niceties, up some some yeah. evolutionary upgrades, I right? Guess. Yeah, and, and then they after that, it seems like they had a miss, which with something, and then they really started kicking it in with like the Ender line and a few others, yeah, especially the Ender three. Yeah. I I, th I think that's where they hit their stride, quite yes. honestly. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then the Ender three Pro just kind of built on top of that. Because you know, at the time, a lot of three D printing nerd stuff. He had a he had a couple 
he had a Prusa, uh-huh. and he did a lot. Of, he did a lot with Prusas. And Prusas are big. Prusas are money, man. And and they're and expensive. A, and a Creality, and he had a couple mm-hmm. other printers too. Yeah, yeah. And, and nothing against Prusa at all, but you're you're paying for Prusa. Prusa's come along with they they have a price tag that, that yep. supposedly matches matches the 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 experience of the printer. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, so there's that. No, I'm gonna have to definitely go back and because there's always something to learn. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's some some really really good really good content there, and like I say, I have spent a lot of hours. You know, at night after the family goes to sleep of watching these channels and just soaking it all in. And then the next day after work, going back and doing work on my own printer and shoring it up and, and everything like that. And I've, I've got my printer set up, set up pretty good now. Um, so I did mention Thingiverse. And of course, that that is probably the number one place on the net to go in and find models, you know, ready to print models. It's got a good search engine. Uh, I, you can spend hours and hours on Thingiverse, and it's uh, it's great because you can you can also find where other people modify the models and they kind of remix. They that's what they call it on the site. They kind of remix some of the things and, and modify the 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 models themselves. And so, if you don't find something you like, you can uh, you know you can download the 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 model into it's a, in a file format called STL, and then you can use something like Tinkercad, which is um, a browser-based CAD software, and modify the STLs a, a bit to your liking and things like that. So you've got some options. The other one that I wanted to mention was a website that I was not familiar with before getting into this. It's called My Mini Factory. And it is a, it is, think of it as the target to Thingiverse as being Walmart. Okay. It's, it's, it's just another avenue uh, for you to go and find models and, you know, ready to print models. It seems to be some, some higher end stuff on My Mini Factory. Uh, a lot of, uh, like a lot of, um, you know, character models and things like mm-hmm. that. And then, of course, there's four pay sites. And I would suggest if there, if you do nothing else, um, I, I don't know what everybody's stance on Facebook is, but the Creality 3D printing group on Facebook is worth being on Facebook alone. Okay, it seriously is. If you were in no other group, then that group, it's worth being on Facebook for that. You're, are you going to get me started on Facebook? Yeah, aren't no, you? I'm not. I, I'm just going to okay. say it's that that group well, is good. Where I'm good and, and, because. Where a lot of Facebook groups have have gone, where is, they fail, <laughs> yes, yeah. is a picture. And, and I've made this joke for a long time. <laughs> I, I remember I making it a, over yeah. a year ago with thoughts <laughs> with Emoto Harney at SFGE talking about these groups, and it's yeah. just a picture of something, and it it says thoughts, thoughts. and I still thoughts. see that. All the time. Oh, it it, bur- it burns it burns me up. I know it burns you up. You and I dis- you and I discuss that. Oh yeah, I, I'm sending you yeah. screencast. Oh, oh yeah, memes and everything. Oh, it, and, and and it's become actually a great source of humor. Oh a yeah. source of humor for me. P- people you know? now send them to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they know it burns you. Up oh so yeah, bad. yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, and it's great. And David Corrigan, you know, great, great, <laughs> great, great, great friend of ours. Shared shared friendship of ours. He'll send he me wants stuff. To admit that in oh, public but oh, okay he, he probably wouldn't but i will i think the world to david and uh, so do i but i'm not saying it's mutual oh, he, fair he enough. Maybe fair like enough. i don't know well well he has to say that yeah. you know but but ultimately yeah he'll send me stuff and i die laughing the stuff he sends me is solid internet gold and it's so funny so there's so a funny there so there's a creality 
Now, I'm in a Creality group, but I think it's specific to the CR10. It, it may very well be. But there's there's one, it's, it, it is called CR10. Well, it has CR10S in the name, and it has Ender 3 and Ender, 3, Ender, and Ender 3 in the name. Okay. But but ultimately, you'll it's, have to, it's you good, have to it's put a, a link because, yeah, like I said, the, think the one I'll I'm in. I'll send you an invite, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. okay? And I'll send you an invite. It, it is a good group, and it's not just people posting replies with STL. You know, question mark, yeah. you know, where everybody wants an STL and stuff like that. I mean, you get some of that, but it, there, there's some good there's some good help in the group. The one I'm in, I'm in two. Creality CR10, CR10S, and Pro 3D Printer. And then one that's, it's all CR10 based. Okay. Yeah, the other uh, one's the same, but it's, it's just okay. a variation of that. Okay, I'll send you a link to the group that I'm in because I, I have enjoyed it and it, it's been it's been good info. Okay, really good info. Cool. cool. And the the thing, uh, just a couple of things that I, that I want to wrap up with. Um, and, and for these YouTube channels, I'm going to have links to every single one of them in the show notes. Okay, and so um, there you'll be able to find them. And trust me, I'm <laughs> just having these these YouTube links is going to save you so many hours of going of avoiding bad content that you're going to be able to learn and learn good right off the bat. Uh, a couple of other things that I did want to, uh, that I did want to tackle. Number one is the uh, bed leveling. And I do want to, I do want to call that out specifically because I think that if there has been anything that has tripped me up the most mm-hmm. during my process and during my learning experience is getting the bed level and keeping the bed level. And you may ask, well, why does that matter? And it's like, well, we're dealing with tenths of millimeters here on, on print layer and, and things like that. So ultimately it does matter. And well, and that ties back to my comment about calibrating the E-steps. Yeah. So you're, you're calibrating, um, from the, on the extruder. On the so, extruder. So yeah. you think, think about it like this. You've got an, the printer head moves in the X, Y and Z axis. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, actually the print head moves on the Creality printers on the X and X and X and Y let me get this right. X and Z, and on Y, the bed moves. The bed moves, correct. Okay. That is correct. So all three of those... It, well, and it really doesn't is even, a stepper motor. It doesn't even really move on the Z. It's just it's just raised and lowered. It doesn't move. It just right, goes yeah. up and down. Correct. It from a from a gimbal perspective, it's really only on the X axis that it actually truly moves going back and forth but but yes correct it is ultimately it's x and z and then the y-axis is, is done, the bed moves. is the bed moving so yes. you've got stepper motors industry air quote standard stepper motors that yeah. drive that and you've also got a stepper motor that drives the extrusion rate of your material mm-hmm. and then where you're calibrating your e-steps is uh if you tell it to spit out a hundred millimeters, well, you need to make sure it's a hundred millimeters <laughs> yeah. and because there's variations in those stepper motors uh-huh. and that's, that's key to a quality print. Oh, yeah. It's a, I mean, just one of, one of many, one of many factors. Yes. Well, exactly. So, yeah. and, and just like bed leveling is so that it extrudes where you, want it to extrude yeah and it's not like up off the bed yeah and it won't adhere or, so it's, or digging the nozzle into the bed yeah. and extruding into the material you're not, yeah you're not bed. too deep versus yeah. too shallow yeah. yes absolutely yeah. it's, or extruding back up through the hot end yeah. you know it's just yeah it, 
ha- having the bed level is like putting a good foundation on your house. That's exactly yes. right. And and I have found that um, that keeping the bed level is also a challenge. I, I did upgrade the springs and the knobs that I did that right out of the gate. And I found that to be very helpful, but ultimately the bed will get itself out of level or out of true just by you handling the printer and you removing prints from the bed and you know removing the, the mat and putting the mat back on or, or using a scraper to pop a printer, you know, pop a print off the, off the bed or whatever it is that you do. Yeah. Whatever, whatever system you've come up with, that works for you. The, the print, the print bed will get out of true and out of level and you have to go back and level it over and over again. And I, and just me from a learning aspect, I mean, I calibrated E-steps. I've got my Cura profile set up. I've got flow rate good. I've got PLA temperatures good. I've got bed temperatures good. I've, I've figured all of that stuff out. The bed leveling is the, the one <laughs> devil in the details that can change even during a print, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, it's a bit frustrating, but ultimately, uh, and I say that during a print because it's like, if you just tap the printer or if you, um, if you stop or restart a print, or if you, if you see that, you know, one corner is, is a little low or one corner is a too high, you adjust it on the fly, then that can take the other three corners out of, out of adjustment. I mean, it, it is, it is like the, it's nothing exact. You're getting an approximation within a window is what yeah. you're doing. And so I, I would just say from an experience and just a, uh, a, you know, a pro tip or whatever, it's like, you know pay pay attention to pay attention to everything pay special attention to bed leveling and then uh look into an auto an auto bed leveling sensor it's a sensor that that essentially rides right beside your extruder uh or i'm sorry the hot end rather in the print head the print head think of it as the print head on on a on a normal paper printer rides right alongside the print head on on a printer and what it does is it actually senses the bed level at at nine or more spots before a print and it can adjust the um, essentially it adjusts the g-code as it goes or, or the the uh, the description of the model as it goes, and then it can uh, account for variations in the bed. Yes. And, and it, it really helps to, it helps you to, number one, lower your frustration, number two, <laughs> reduce your stress, and number three, raise the successful percentage of your prints is so, what it does. Yeah, the, and the G-code is the language that, that is used to talk to the printer. That's exactly it, it right. Tells, it describes the print. Yeah, it, yes. it tells the printer where to go yes. in every... In every axis. In every axis. In every axis, yep how to extrude and, and everything like that. So you answered one of my questions in there is I was going to ask you what slicer you used. And I do use Cura. Cura. Yes. So and for everybody out there, the slicer is the piece of software that you load your model into that mm-hmm. you got from Thingiverse or mm-hmm. my mini factory. And what it does is it, it fundamentally slices the print into polygons. It, well, into the layers. Yeah that represent each pass of the print head mm-hmm. uh, and then converts that to G code to drive the printer. Yeah. And it's then so interesting. Oh yeah. It, it, I mean, it's actually a marvel of science that it even works. <laughs> and, and mixed into all that is some of the things Whitney mentioned where he's worked out his profile that, that d- helps to describe the printer. It's almost as if, um, 
It's kind of like the printing software in a computer. Yeah. Wrapped like a driver wrapped up into the driver that tells the computer how to talk to the printer. Exactly. Yeah. And then, then there's, then there's plenty of add ons for that. Um, but, but yeah, you do maintain profiles for Cura because you may have a profile for, uh, PLA. You may have a, that's a, the print media that you're printing, yeah, the, it's the plastic, plastic, if you it's will. It's the spool yeah. of plastic that melts into your model is what yes. it does. Yep. Or you may have PETG or ABS. Those are different materials that you can print with and uh, and everything like that. And you may even have different profiles for different brands of filament that you would feed through the printer, even like different brands of PLA that yep. you would feed through the printer. And it just it's a way to store the settings for easy recall and you can swap stuff out. And it's, it's, it's very, very handy. Oh, we're making it sound nice. extremely complex and, and it, it there's a little it kind of is but but it's, it's really not yeah yeah correct yeah it's With, yeah if i could figure out a lot of this i'm sure you know i mean look at me gosh well, i mean I, youtube not, youtube is our friend when, yeah. it, when it comes to all this the only other thing that i'll mention uh and i did not have it here as a bullet point but i do want to mention this is that um one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself is buy a raspberry pi and install OctoPrint on the Raspberry Pi and connect it to your printer because that's going to give you essentially remote control of your prints, remote control of your printer. Um, you can even hook up a webcam through it, and mm-hmm. then you can you can watch your printer uh, on your phone across your network at home. Or so you're you, and you're loading your prints through Octo oh, OctoPrint, right? Yeah, through OctoPrint. Yes, exactly. And so classically, what you're doing right out of the box with these Creality's is they're they'll have a uh, um, SD card port on them. <laughs> yeah, and you have to sneaker net it all. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like the machine I, I'm reading my show notes off of, that's the one that I've had that I've Cura on. Yeah. And and I do whatever and I adjust the model and I want it bigger, smaller. Yeah. I want, I want to print Yoda on his back or yeah. whatever. I make those decisions and I correct, I hit the, what I, it's been a while since I've done it, but I hit yeah. the magic button that spits out the G code. Yeah. The, I write the it, slice button, the slice, <laughs> the slice button. Yeah. I write it to my SD card and then I sneaker net it over and plug it in the printer, turn yeah. the printer on. Yeah. Whereas OctoPrint, I've not used it. Oh, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful because just do yourself a favor, buy a Raspberry Pi 3B or Pi 4 off of, you know, wherever you want to buy one. And, uh, and, and you can download the OctoPrint image and essentially turn it into an OctoPi, so to speak. And uh, that's, that's kind of what they're called, I guess. And, um, and then the software is already pre-configured and everything like that. You boot the Raspberry Pi up off the off the image, and then you configure it for your printer, and then uh, you know establish a, a LAN connection over Wi-Fi or Ethernet if you want. And then ultimately, you have got a Wi-Fi front end to your printer. So does and, that? And it is extremely intelligent. On top of that, does that work out of the box with that uh, um, you've got? The stock motherboard that won't work with. You've got to do that with Mar- the. F- oh no, it, ch- it'll work with the stock motherboard. Oh okay, yes, you just got to put Marlin firmware on it. Uh, no, it'll work with the stock motherboard with without Marlin firmware. Okay, so like on the old printer, like yeah. my printer, uh-huh. I'm ninety nine percent sure I have to reflash the firmware to that Mar- Marlin and is think of it like a third party firmware, like it's uh, open source. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. To relate it to like pinballs, like uh, think of Jurassic Park and then like the Data East Star Wars. I cannot recall the gentleman's name that wrote additions to the stern oh, yeah. code. Yeah, yeah. So you could go get code for the, the pinballs he supports from his site. Yeah. 
and put it on the machine. That's kind of like what Marlin is yeah, here. Yeah, it's 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 group developed. You know, it's open source community development firmware, and essentially think of it as the upgrade. Uh, it's what you would upgrade all your printers to if you want if you want ongoing firmware support that would not be provided by your um, you know by by your printer manufacturer because let's face it they're there to create printers and sell printers yep they're not there to continually develop the firmware for the printer correct yeah they get the firmware to a point where the printer is functional and then they move it on down the road yeah so like, it interprets g-code it does what it's supposed to do hey man that right. thing prints so right. it's good but uh the marlin development community has taken that to another level and what's great is they continually maintain the firmware and they add all kinds of features to it and everything like that so it, you can kind of think of it as ongoing updates for your printer and it essentially keeps your printer from becoming obsolete from a feature set perspective it, it would continue to print i mean oh, just yeah, yeah you could turn it on in 20 years and if you're it'll still producing print. g-code it'll yeah, print it'll print but maybe it doesn't have things like thermal runaway protection or it doesn't have things like auto resume after a power failure it doesn't have things like automatic cutoff it doesn't have things like filament unload and load you know stuff like that it's all the it's all the niceties that make the printer experience experience so much better i mean out of the box it's not bad but marlin brings so much more to the table it's like it's a no-brainer it's like why wouldn't you i'd do like that? to state right now for the record that i hate you <laughs> why is that because you know there's a lot of things that you bring up that i can i could get kind of excited about yeah. but then just back away a little later yeah yeah because it's like uh, but that that brings this and that and oh, I yeah. don't. But I've already got the printer. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I've already got I mean, dude George seventy five percent. I've there. already got the design, and, and it's only easier now. Like I said, my printer's older, and I'd have to put another motherboard in it. But they're not expensive. No, you're talking forty bucks. And they're in a Raspberry Pi, and yeah. I've and I'm doing Octoprint. It's exactly right. And, I yeah, don't, I don't like you. Sorry, but but, <laughs> but it's all for your own good, though. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's castor med. It's are castor you oil? Said, are you pulling out. the "this hurts me more than hurts yeah, you" on exactly? Me. Yes, exactly. So so there's that. Now, the the whole topic around Octoprint it, it truly transforms the utility of the printer. There's no doubt about it. It's and and it's it's very it's easy to do but the great thing about octoprint it's it's got a plug-in community and you can i mean it, you can just rabbit hole on octoprint it's it's unbelievable it's to even the, the like the plug-in extensions and stuff like that but but here's the thing one thing i do want to mention is that we've just been talking about the print side of this and the setup side on the hardware and how do you get your printer up and going the other half of this whole quote hobby or discipline is learning how to produce models that fit your specific need. Okay. Right. So yeah, I know there's a ton of stuff out there yes. and I had on my mind a couple of years ago, probably at this point, there was stuff out there for pinball machines. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's, it's better. I'm sure today than it was then but you know there's uh, there's durability pluses and minuses to the different materials yeah so like you're not going to pla is the is the most common material and it's one of the easier to print materials so it's, it's also a good easier to break as well yeah it's yeah. a good general utility learn with material yeah but you're not making drop targets out of pla <laughs> no you probably should you're not because it'll snap you know you you could make however um non ball strike type mods yeah. and if you 
if you want to be honest, a lot of your mod companies, that's what they printed. do. That's what they do. Uh, there's a manufacturer, a yeah. lot of their toys, a lot of their non-ball contact toys, 3D printed. 3D printed. Yeah. That's exactly right. So they're, they're, and you can get that stuff. Uh, you, you you can get a lot of that these things for games off Thingiverse. Oh, yeah. The next step is where you're going. Yes. And, and so I have also been spending uh, some free time learning Fusion 360 because it is a... I piece- never touched it because I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. And, I just it, is, and it is a rabbit hole. It, it, I, the <laughs> number of hours that I've sunk into learning Fusion 360, I don't even want to count at this point. But here's the thing. Uh, Fusion 360, what is it? It's a piece of software. It's essentially CAD software. You install it on, uh, install it on you know, your, your PC, your laptop. And what it allows you to do is draw and design models that you can then export as an STL and then slice it in Cura and print it out on your printer. So you design it on your on your monitor, you know, or design it on your computer, see it on your monitor, adjust it, print it, and I mean it's it completes the cycle. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of YouTube channels and tutorials out there on learning Fusion 360. I'm going to tell you that you do not need to waste your time. Go straight to a channel that's run by a gentleman named Lars Christensen. And Lars works for Autodesk, okay? And he does his channel as kind of a side hustle. Now, he has not been active on his channel for about a year. But don't worry, he's got easily three to four years of content for you to learn on. And there, in my mind, in my opinion, there is no better way to learn Fusion 360 than to learn it from Lars. And he does an excellent job of teaching it. And I have been, uh, I mean, I have been working my way through his channel. I've been doing all of his tutorials. Brent, I have, I have created so many models in Fusion 360 <laughs> that I have no need for whatsoever. I'm talking traffic cones, PVC joiners, uh, ratchets, umbrellas, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, you name it, hose reels. I've done, I've done all this stuff in Fusion 360. But it's been great to learn, right? And it's awesome. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm good, but I'm telling you, I'm passable at Fusion 360 now. And I can, and I can do my own models, and I can design something and print it out on my printer. Done. Or, or modify something that you found. Or modify something that I found. Yeah. Yes. So, and then Autodesk oh, is the company sorry. that that produces Fusion 360. Yes, and they're the company. They're the parent company of AutoCAD. Okay. So, if you want to know who Autodesk is, they're a huge name in the in the tech industry. They they're they're the they're the progenitors of AutoCAD. So that that's them. Is um, there what's the cost for Fusion 360? Well, you can get it as a single. You can get it for free. Uh, on a year-by-year subscription basis with the subscription costing no dollars, uh, you can get it for... It's free for personal home or student use. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So I have kind of, quote-unquote, come up now on Fusion 360. I probably wouldn't even look and at that's, anything that's else. that's the full software. It's the full software. Yeah. I guess... Now, the- now, you are limited in some features. There are some, like, some team like co-editing capabilities that you don't have, but I, I, that, that makes sense. That, yeah. I, I don't, it, it, I'm fine. I kind of like that model because, uh, it, it's, you get into this, this more 3d 
printer capable world, you know, th- there'll be a day when a 3D printer is out of the box and it works just like the Lexmark printer you buy off Amazon. There'll I be a firmly day. believe yeah. that it will. We'll get it there at some point. It's not there yet. No, not not by no, stretch, no. actually. But, you're, but it could get there. You're 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 making yourself the de facto design mm-hmm. software. Yep. And if if you've got the Whitney's and the Brents of the world learning it, that's something that could eventually go into a company setting where then it's a for, for purchase product. That's exactly that's exactly right. right. Yeah, it's exactly right. So they're I mean they're being totally smart about what they're doing and they know exactly what they're doing. But it's very capable software, very powerful software, and um, I, I've I have really really enjoyed it. So ultimately, uh, Brent, that's what I've got from from a, a tech segment standpoint. I just wanted to pass on some learnings. I wanted to pass on some time savers, and I wanted to pass on. Uh, really just kind of a bullet list on what people, what I feel would save people a tremendous amount of time in surfing for good content, finding good content. Um, I'll have all these links in the show notes. And if you do decide to get into Fusion 360, I'm not saying that other people do it bad. I'm just saying that Lars does it well, okay? And and you can, you can park yourself at his channel and you can learn all pretty much all you want to learn about fusion 360 and when you're done you're designing your own models well i'll put lars further down on my list i've still got to get you've got me really thinking about if i'm gonna kick my printer in the in the backside so to speak i might as well just go ahead and it it, it, not that i couldn't do it a couple years ago Mm because gosh it's been that i keep saying that it's been that long yeah i mean i've since i've had it i've used it since then but it's probably sat honestly at this point a good year yeah i I just have not yeah i I gotten to it but uh, um marlin and octopi was out there but it sounds so much more oh it's it's come along attainable Mm -hmm. not that it it, i mean i'm an it guy that's what i've done forever yeah it just there's 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 not as much of a hill to climb i can get to it a lot quicker so it's, it makes more sense to do now yeah it does and yeah. especially with like the youtube channels and, and make no bones about it okay i'm not going to say that watching the youtube channels are going to answer every question because let me tell you they're not okay they're not where the youtube channels provide a huge service to the community is they they get you up and functional and they take all the missteps out of it so that you can get up and running and then they kind of back away and then they get you to a certain level of proficiency and then you go on your own and then you finish everything out yourself. You flesh yourself out, okay? We'll get you a tutorial on how to set up Octoprint and, and get it connected and get it up and functioning, but we're not going to delve 30 feet deep into it. That's left up to you, okay? But we're going to make you successful with it right out of the gate so that you can at least enjoy the benefits of it that's where that stuff shines okay and even with like the marlin firmware brent you're not going to be you're not going to be editing your own firmware and compiling and stuff like that (laughs) after the youtube videos but you're going to get close you're going to get close okay you really will so I, i hope this helps everybody out and um, I have just become very uh, enthralled with the possibilities that this really brings to the table. And, um, you know, hey, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But, uh, but Brent, hopefully some of this, you, I mean, you know, even, even you could, you know, take some of this and maybe, maybe cut some time out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's if, if, it, if nothing it's else is worth to, that. Yeah, it's hop on the 
on the to-do list. I mean, yeah, it, fair enough. seriously, as, as recently as today, I was like, man, if I had, I wanted to work on this. Yes. And I just, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, to- I totally get it. Well, and the other thing too, is I, I feel like if I could teach grace, how to do some model design and how to just become a little proficient with a printer, then it's a skill that she could nurture over time rather than me coming at it at not that I'm old or anything, but, <laughs> but me coming at it from, from the other side, you know, I mean, I did, this is something she could kind of grow up with rather than, rather than me, rather than, than it being so foreign and then me having to, you know, make it a stretch goal and, and pick this up as a skill, you know, something like that. So, so there's that. So, um, but yeah, all in all pretty productive. So Whitney, let's move into a little news and feedback. It looks like uh, um, we got a little news out there we can touch on. Yeah, you know, a few yeah. things have had. Honestly, the gaming world has been really stagnant here. It's, you know, it's, it's been pretty slow, yeah. man. It's been pretty slow. And, and here's the thing: by by this time in July, you know, we're we're coming off these news cycles uh, way late in the game. So not even gonna not even gonna pretend to uh, break any news here. Uh, one thing that I did think that was notable, though, is you know Stern releasing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pin. And if you want coverage of that, or if you haven't seen it, I mean, there's, yeah, we're we're late to the game. We're on that. so late to the game yeah. on this. And and so there, there's there's no breaking news here. But what I did want to mention is that, um, in having looked over that pin. Have you played it yet by any chance? No, I, I oh, okay. And honestly, I haven't even we've discussed this on the show before. For whatever reason, I can't my brain, my eyes, yeah. I I can't get a feel for a game looking at a flat picture. I I, I totally and get I just, it. I totally so I don't, get it. I, I, it's not just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I haven't really looked at a layout of a new release game. Yeah. I just I can't. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know. It, it's so it's I haven't tough. I hadn't even gone to look at yeah. it honestly. Yeah. Well, and I didn't include pictures here either. So, um, it, in fact, it's probably one of the first new releases that I haven't done that. But I, I will say this. I have um, the arts by the art is by Zombie Yeti. Okay, so the same the same for Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. So you know what you're getting there. Yeah, for sure. Deadpool and everything. You know what you're getting there. You know the Aerosmith. You know the quality that you're getting beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, Ultimately, the art on this game looks absolutely 110 percent amazing and i and i say that with the highest of compliment i mean this game looks so good and brent i i I wish i wish that i liked the property (laughs) that's all i know to say i mean i here's the thing i didn't watch the turtles growing up i didn't read the turtles comics it It completely and utterly passed me by okay i I know the comics are much darker than than the cartoon i I know that as well and i know the the people i know that really enjoy turtles tend to draw be drawn more toward the cartoon yeah yeah and I'm not sure, even from a comic perspective, I mean, I never was a comic reader, but I'm pretty sure that when the comic was out, it was still not in our air quotes generation. Correct. So, you know, I, I don't, other than being aware of it, yeah, I, I, I I'm with you. I, it's I, just, I don't get 
Yeah. 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 I, I, w- I wish I had some nostalgia or some familiarity with the property. It's just, it's one that unfortunately is just lost on me. Um, and I say that I say lost because I just don't have any familiarity with it. And so I, I know pizza's involved. I know pizza's involved. Some yeah. cowabungas here and there. Cowabungas do some cowabunga dudes are, are thrown out <laughs> left and right. It's one. I will say this though. It's, it looks like something that I would love and, and it would be endearing to me if I had, if I had exposure to it leading up through it okay so i'm i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i wouldn't enjoy it now i'm just saying that that's a property that i missed but i think in i think i would have really enjoyed it had i had exposure had i had the proper exposure to it all that being said kudos to stern because this game looks absolutely absolutely just freaking amazing is what it looks it's so beautiful and um i'm looking forward to playing it uh i don't know ultimately that it would be a game for me but uh it gets brent i'll tell you it's getting good reviews and uh you know dwight sullivan's on code john borg on design jeremy jeremy packer zombie yeti on art and of course the whole creative team behind those those guys at stern uh it looks like they've cranked out a hit i'll say that so uh, I was just curious. I bring it up because I think it's noteworthy, and I was just curious. Uh, you and I have never really talked about the turtles, and I was just curious if, if this was a theme that you were saying. Oh man, it's it's a Ghostbuster level theme for me, you know? So I, yeah, yeah, I have no tie to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fair enough. Ghostbusters, admittedly, I broke the rule that I stated long ago on the show, which is not buying a game without playing it or based on theme. And yeah. sure enough, here comes Ghostbusters. Here comes Ghostbusters. Like, oh my god! Well. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you if back to the future gets done again, I'm a customer. I'm there. Yes. I'm there. I'm buying. (laughs) buying. Well, I don't know. It just, let's just be honest. The Stern needs to get their build (laughs) quality back together. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it seems that the ship was starting to turn for the bad direction with the the ghosting, no pun intended, on Ghostbusters. Does your playfield have any ghosting issues? Mine does not. And trust me, I've crawled all over every insert on my machine, and I have no ghosting issues. Mine does not either. Yeah. Uh, But just on on all the other games I've had my hands in and on since then, man, I go back to it. I've been and I've been in arcades, and I hate to say this. You know, everyone talks about the dimpling to come back to the old dimpling thing. Yeah. I just say, look at the shooter lane. I mean, yeah. go to any show that's got new in box sterns and look at the shooter lane on a, on sat on Saturday night or Sunday morning. And it's just chunks are out of them. Whereas you can go to a game like a, 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 a reasonable game because like anything else, you can take an Adams and have it played into the ground or yeah. theater magic and have it played into the ground. But you go find a, a, a middle of the road Williams. Jurassic Park. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, or yeah, Jurassic I, Park. I see where you're going. A Data East game. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at these. There's. Oh yeah. I, they, they look good. They look, look at fine. this Jurassic Park in my, in my, my mm-hmm. back to the future. There's not the shooter lane where from setting a ball that I've seen on the last, I don't know how many new Stern titles setting it at a show yeah and it just it it breaks my heart to be honest with you yeah i, I because you want them to be better yes yes and I, it it I, if, if they came out with a new back to the future i don't i don't personally i i don't i wouldn't have it i don't trust it huh i don't want the theme though 
Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't blame. Yeah, I don't. I want, I don't the, want the heartache. Yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I want the theme. I don't I, want the heartache. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know these are commercial machines and all this and that and the other thing, but you know, why are we taking step steps back? Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's that's so true. That's so true. Well, from from a theme perspective, it seems like it's a winner. I mean, hopefully, hopefully that stuff does sort itself out, and over time, and people people can be confident in what they buy, but. Um, Zombie Yeti, he, he he drew a pretty game, Brent. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm he, sure he, he did. Drew, he drew a pretty game. Just knowing his other, uh, you know, his other uh, games, I'm sure he did. Oh yes, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, second piece of news, and this is something, Brent. Uh, this is Dreamcast related, and I did want to bring this up because this is a Kickstarter that uh, just went live yesterday. Actually, I say yesterday. It's um, <laughs> we're recording this on the 29th of July, so when it, it went live on the 28th, so um, it's it'll have a 30 day run. But this is a Kickstarter for a book called uh, Dreamcast Year Two. And uh, the uh, author of this, um, he did a Kickstarter last year for Dreamcast Year One, where he covers in that book uh, all of the all of the first year uh, Dreamcast, not all, but a very nice represent representative list of the first year Dreamcast release titles. And then the second book is going to cover year two, uh, the titles for year two, much bigger than year one. Um, it's uh, it's it's. It's neat. I mean, I will say this. Uh, I have listened to the author. Uh, his name's Andrew. And I uh, listened to him on a UK-based podcast called Retro Asylum. Did a Here recently did a, a very in-depth interview with the author of the Dreamcast Year 1 and Year 2 book. Great listening. And um, it's a good podcast, too. And great listening, uh, as Andrew talked about, uh, the Dreamcast. And I've just been... I, Brent, I'll tell you, I've just kind of thrown myself kind of head first into the dreamcast scene a little bit and it's it's been fun because it's it's all new to me and it's all new learning and it's all like it's all brand new you know and and i've just i've really enjoyed it but it's all uh, uh new old it's new old yep. is what it is it's new old and it's lovely and I, I would say if you are interested in in the dreamcast then uh take a look at this kickstarter uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. Support it if you so feel uh, feel inclined to do so. Um, it's it, it's quality. And if you miss the first book, then there are tiers in the Kickstarter that will allow you to grab a reprint of Dreamcast Year Year One as well. So uh, you're not you haven't missed anything yet. Um, but uh, anyway, there there's that, and and we'll we'll have the like I say the link in the show notes. And then the last thing, Brent, before we get into a piece of feedback here. Is I want to uh, I want to give props to Mr. Brad Hunter. Uh, he's the owner of uh, owner in slash proprietor of Lit Frames, and I was talking with Brad here recently, and he is supplying us with yet another piece of his hardware as a contest giveaway here on the show. Now we've talked about these on the show, and yes, um, I had one of these frames that came from another vendor mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that it was actually something you could buy directly from Brad. So, I mean, Brad got his money. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. I'm happy with it. And this, this goes back to when I bought a, a, a lit frame for my niece, Emma to put a, an Adams family translate in. Yeah. And, and I bet it looks so good. Oh, it does. Yeah. And I, 
I remember from the show talking to you as to how how impressed I was with this frame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how it was made, uh-huh. how it was lit, yeah. the I, controls, everything, everything. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only knock I had was I made it too difficult to open. <laughs> but, and that's that's me. I yeah. do that all. I, I make things more. For me. It it it. But it just. It works. It does. And to open it, you just open it. You yeah. just flip it open. Put it, it is flip it open like you're opening a book, or like you're opening a cardboard box. The, these things are awesome. They, they so are. I bring all that up to to let people know what what Brad has given us uh, here. Oh yeah. I mean, these yeah. things are. It's 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 top shelf. Yeah, it it's is top it is. shelf. His quality is top. I mean, his product is top shelf quality. Yeah. So and don't take the opening remark is a is a knock on the frame. That's a Brent problem. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I <laughs> that, totally get it. I, I am one to go all the way around the block <laughs> uh-huh. just to go next door. Exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> that's and, my problem. And I, I'm I'm ninety five percent of the way there with you, no doubt. <laughs> I'm the idiot here. <laughs> not, not the, it's me. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> so if you remember the first contest that we had in, in sponsorship and, in uh, cooperation with lit frames, we gave away one of the limited edition Superman 78 translites. It was an absolutely beautiful translite. Uh, we had over uh, just a hair over 300 people enter that contest, and uh, the, the giveaway uh, went off without a hitch. I think that that contest went over really, really well. So Brad, uh, in, in discussion with Brad, uh, asked him if he would be willing to, uh, to to go this again, and he said, yeah, for sure. He said, why don't we kick this up a notch? And I'm like, oh, kick it up a notch, you say. What do you mean by that, dear sir? And he said, instead of a translite, let's give away a frame, the actual frame itself. This is a $200 value lit frame so what we're going to be doing is running the same style contest okay where you enter either via facebook twitter or on our website a contact form on our website you pick a number between zero and a thousand okay we're going to run this run this contest the exact same way we did the superman 78 translate contest so we're going to run it for the next 60 days okay this episode, the next episode, the August episode, and then we will announce the winner on our September episode. So and remind everybody, what happens if out of the, you know, if I pick 48 yes, and then you pick 48, yes. how do we handle that? Uh, it's the first person who picked 48. Okay. okay. So that, so that, that's, so will you let them know that yes. for, that number's yes. taken? That, okay. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's, that's how we're going to go. Okay. And so I will seal the number in an envelope and I have not picked the number out yet, but I will do so before this episode airs. So when this episode drops and we do the social media push for the contest, the number will already have been picked. And be locked in the Tempest. Tempest. That's what we did last time. That's exactly right. It will be sealed in an envelope. I will send a picture of the sealed envelope to Brent, and then we will will ceremoniously (laughs) lock lock it it inside the Tempest, okay? That will happen. And then when it comes time to draw said envelope out, I will rummage through the Tempest. (laughs) 
Hopefully not losing an arm or a digit in the process. Maybe fixing it. <laughs> exactly. Maybe fixing it with wiggling a vector. Who knows? And uh, all the way up. And uh, and then ultimately we'll uh, we'll announce the winner on our September episode. And so what this allows you to do is uh, it, it allows you to grab <laughs> potentially grab a lit frame for free. Okay. Now. Uh, Brad will ship this to anyone in the in the continental U.S. free of charge. Okay, so if you're, if you're a Conus, then enter, and there's no there's no out of pocket if you're the winner. If you are an international entrant, which we encourage, then the shipping would then be on you, and you know import duty and everything like that. But ultimately, you're still getting a lit frame for just the cost of shipping. Still a great great deal. Okay, now. The other thing that I do want to mention is that uh, that Brad has gone ahead and extended an offer for listeners of the show. If you do want to purchase a lit frame, then on his website, you can enter the, the discount code of BT10. That's BT10 for $10 off. Okay, of any lit frame or any purchase that, that you'd want to make on the website. And again, that, that's a courtesy extended uh, to us through the show that, to pass on to our listeners. So again, that code is BT10 for $10 off. And then tell Brad that we sent you. So let's talk a little bit about the actual frame that Brad is, is offered to us. Yes. So well, yeah, do that, please. It's a stern LCD size frame. So yes. it's for a translite that would go in a stern LCD game. Yes. So newer model spike game, essentially. All yeah. right. And of course, it's um, RGBW, red, green, blue, white LED frame with mm-hmm. the remote. And um, again, that's that's what Emma has in hers. It hangs up over her bed. Yep. And oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's so it's nice. cool. It's nice. Now, what's you have? You'll have to help me here because I don't understand the jaws limit. It's the frame is is it, with a white border. The, this frame, the the frame that Brad is is giving away or Lit Frames is giving away is the white border frame, and this was done as a limited edition frame for a custom Jaws translite that that he had either commissioned or produced to coincide with uh, with this frame. So he sells the translite separate, the frame separate, or as a packaged pair, but he is sponsoring us giving away this this white limited edition uh, frame that was originally created for the for the custom Jaws translite. So that that's that's what we yeah, have. It's really cool looking. It's, oh, it is. It is Whitney said the frame itself is white mm-hmm. and the the um the the one I'd had and I think you've got a few that are, that that are, are black. black. Yeah, they're so black. So it's got a it, this this it really it stands out. It's got a really cool look to it. Yeah. You just almost, have almost you, like an ivory cool almost yes, like an ivory yeah. color to it. Yeah, it's real pretty. And again, it's for the stern LCD LCD size trans lights. Correct. Yeah, it's correct. Two, like I say, two hundred dollar value. So, so Brad, thank you for the for the sponsorship and for the partnership and working with us and uh, wanting to give this uh, a go again. So I think that speaks well for everybody involved. We conducted a good contest. We had, like I said, a, a lot of entrance, and uh, hopefully this this drives the same. Oh, so how does this work? Again, refresh everybody's mind. So we got the number thing. Yes. So it's the closest number. The closest the closest to the number. That's exactly Higher right. Low. Higher it's low. The closest just, to the number. You just get close to the number or on the number. What we'll do is I'll make a we'll make a post on our Facebook page 
We'll make a post on Twitter and do a post on our website. We'll do all of those at the same time. You can comment with your guests on the Facebook post, okay? You can uh, reply to the tweet with your guests, or you can uh, reply via the uh, blog post on our website with just a contact form back. Okay, so that's uh, so that's it. And that's how you enter. And then you're you're good to go. So and pretty much any way to contact us, you, you can enter. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. And we'll even take it. We'll even take an email. Okay, that, I mean, that, that'll work as, as well. And so uh, one thing that, that I do want to uh, mention here real quick before I forget it, though, is that uh, with with the contest entries, we just ask that that each person enter one time. So please don't in, don't enter via the website, Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. I will weed all of those out. Okay, trust cheater, me. I cheater, will. cheater, cheater. Yeah. So it doesn't get you anything. Okay, it just gets you kicked out and disqualified. I personally will go through and and collate every single entrant. Uh, this will be run as fair and impartial as it possibly can, yet as simply as it possibly can, because it, it's it just makes it it just it's just fun and easy. You just you know just pick a number, try to get closest to the pin, and let's see if you get lucky. That's what it amounts to. Okay, and uh, on the discount code, uh, one thing that I I did not mention that I wanted to be clear about that is that discount code that ten dollar discount code. BT10, it gets you $10 off of each frame, not off of just a order of frames. Okay. So it's $10 off of each frame off of uh, Brad's website, litframes.com. So there's that contest. We hope that everybody enters. We hope that uh, whoever uh, whoever wins it really enjoys it because you're getting something pretty, uh, pretty special. Cool. Yeah. All right, Winnie. So we got a piece of feedback we, we want to talk about. We do. We do. And Brent, why don't you uh, why don't you read this? Because I've been talking a lot, so I apologize. All right, I, actually, I'm going to have to. It's, it's a good Passover. I think I can get it all to fit here. Okay. But fair by enough. The time we I look at the show notes and I've got all the the kind of the folders and stuff <laughs> folded I, out. I know and, it's a lot to find. And, and then it? I've got it. I've got to actually kind of scooch it around it so that I can get it all on screen. And I've got this font uh, that I. <laughs> So yeah. we'll let's see here. Yeah. All right. So this comes from iTunes yes. and uh, it is from Retro Alias. Yeah. And Retro Alias says a really great po- five stars, a really get, a great podcast on classic arcade and pinball. The hosts are knowledgeable and share the con- uh, content. Could you have gotten a lighter color font, Whitney? I, this, I, hold on. That's just hold, how wait, hold on. I, all right, I've tilted. Okay. All right, hold on. Uh, the hosts are knowledgeable and share uh, the content in a way that anyone can understand. They also do a great job of human. Now I'm going to mention <laughs> humanizing. <laughs> there, there's a word that I almost spit out that relates to my line of work, and, and it's not a bad word, but it's it's very close to humanizing. Uh-huh. So I have completely destroyed this. Yeah. Let's start again. Yeah. All right. Retro Alias <laughs> gives us a five star review. A really great podcast on classic arcade and pinball. <laughs> Whitney's over there losing it. The hosts are knowledgeable. Yeah, we've we've proven that wrong. <laughs> we've established we've established <laughs> that, that, or, that or not. The uh, survey says that's a lie. <laughs> The hosts are knowledgeable and share the content in a way that anyone can understand. Oh, that this we are disproving every bit of this. They also do a great job of humanizing the topics with lots of colorful antidotes delivered uh, all the better 
in that rich Kentucky tone. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. This, these are true facts. We're in. <laughs> we are very true. Uh, this is one of those truly great podcasts that manages to rise above just presenting a topic to something where you feel like you're in a room with two of the best friends chewing the fat. Isn't that, isn't that great? I mean, seriously, to, to hear feedback like that, that just, that, that, that just does my heart good. In, especially in these days and times. Retro alias, you're you're a good man or woman. Thank you. Oh, I, one you I, I didn't realize this. <laughs> there, there's in the in the iTunes reviews, it looks like it's almost like a subject line they can put in. Oh yeah, and it just says really good, y'all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost I talk about Barry in the lead. Yeah. I am. I'm terrible, Whitney. Oh, no. I'm just, I'm a terrible, terrible, yeah. I'm bad at this. <laughs> it's, it's, we have nowhere to go but up, Brent. So yeah. it's good. In, in all honesty, Whitney and I were talking uh, in our break and uh, uh, we, it, this is just the way we are. It's, we <laughs> True, don't, yes. we don't, if you've listened to us long enough, you know that, that we, we get back on air quotes topic, but we go all around it. And then honestly, try to add to what we're doing and just mm-hmm. and be entertaining and fun yeah. and, and just not rote, you yeah. know, sticking I to mean, the, this is us, you and, know, and this is, us. I'm glad everybody enjoys that. I Me mean, I, I feel that we do, we have a ball doing this. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's fun. And, and getting feedback like that is, is makes it all the more uh, worth the while. And Brent, I will tell you no joke. I'm sitting on some email feedback that I truly need to, um, kind of uh, break up and format a bit because it's long. some of it's like really long and really detailed and it's really, really good. But um, I need some time to do it justice. Let's put it that way. Well, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. And yeah. if you don't, and, and again, I understand, everybody understands life is life. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot going on. One thing we've never done is a feedback show. That is true. And... Uh, maybe that's something, you know, there's been several things that we've talked about over, over time that just hasn't worked out. There's, there's a, you know, I had an event in mind for yeah. this year that just, yeah. it for actually for the end of last year, and there's no way it could have happened because of things that happened here in town. And there's no way it could have, I, I was going to move it till after the first year and we all know what happened there. So we bring up things and life gets in the way. I'm sure everybody understands that, but I wonder I don't, I don't want to set it in stone, but perhaps we do a light version of our format for the next show and then really focus on giving our listeners some time and going through and allowing me to just destroy reading the feedback. <laughs> well... You know something? I, I mean, I'll get my cheaters out too. Yeah, I'll be ready. Yeah. Well, I, I'll say this: I've got some that we could do that with, and if we were going to, um, if we were going to go down that road, then we could put the call out because because it'd be a bit of a format switch for the show. Mm-hmm. We could put the call out and say, "Hey, this is what we're intending to do a mailbag show. Yeah. We're going to do a mailbag show, not because we've run out of content. Because trust oh, Lord, me, no. dude, there's that's not the issue. <laughs> that, no, not at all. That's not the issue. I, I mean, Brent, I've already got clearance, and I do want to say this. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad we're bringing we this up. We have Clarence Clarence. We have Clarence Clarence. Uh, uh, kids, ask your parents. Yes. <laughs> that, there's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a movie reference. It, it is. Um, 
for all of the uh, seminars that I recorded from the 2019 PRGE, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, yep. I have got clearance from the showrunners that we can air all of those all of those seminars. So, I mean, I've got probably five or six seminars in the can. So we that, could have some. Is, we could do. We could do a listener. Uh, a mailbag show. A mailbag show. And then, and then also have some hard content yeah, to provide. Exactly. Exactly. But you know something? We probably ought to start doing a mailbag show on a semi-regular basis just to just to number one maybe mix it up a little bit but number two give give a a, a more uh, a, a more voice uh, to the listener yeah a more voice to the listener and maybe a more uh timely cyclical feedback cycle as well if, because, if whitney could describe what i'm doing i'm actually i've got my i've got my serious face on right now where it's so whitney just could, serious it, brand. whitney just whitney just reverted to serious whitney i can tell by his we're, we're noodling this out with you all so if we put the call out, uh -huh. it, so let's just discuss this right here real quick. And yeah. I know we're putting each other on the spot. I, 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 the feedback like we've got here from Retro Alias, I really like this because not because it's an ego thing, because uh, it, it's gushing for us. It's, it's good pot. It's not an ego thing for me. I like this kind of feedback because to me, this tells me that there's folks out there that listen to us and it resonates and it resonates and they really enjoy yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, that's, that's how I, that's yeah. what not, that's what puts that, not the positive things toward me or Whitney or yeah. who cares about Whitney? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but that's what, that's what I, I love to read that for that reason. Cause I yeah. know what we're doing resonates. Yeah. So what I don't, I wouldn't look for that. As much as maybe like, uh, what do you all think about or how have you approached or have you all, what do you do with this? And yeah. maybe it's not gaming related, almost like a question. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're thinking? Yeah. And so here, here's the thing. Let's talk about it offline because we probably want to structure it before we yep. put, before we put the ask out. Okay. Okay. So, so look for the ask. Yeah, maybe look, that's look, the takeaway from this. Yeah. Look for the ask because, okay. because if we don't do a mailbag show like next month, then we could do it for September with the um, with the lit frames announcement and, and things like that. So, because because I, I just want to make sure that we that we make it easy for people to submit and make it easy for people to to get in touch, and and then you know we'll. We'll hit up a couple Facebook groups and post it on the website and Twitter and stuff like that, and then and then put the call in for for some yeah for some mailbag feedback. Okay, well, yeah. that's, that sounds because it's sound, from what you said earlier, it sounds like you've got some that we really oh, like, I, really I, should I, dive into oh, for August. We, we, we do, okay. we do. I mean, I need to do some people right by sure. by okay. getting the feedback on, but then then the question is, do we want to do it on a feedback show with some others? I would almost prefer to do it on a feedback show. Okay. You know well, the truth I, I didn't know how much you had. So were, was it too much of an ask to do, to cover what you've got and then put a call out? No, no. I think that would be a great show. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. I think that'd be so a great show. Look for the, that's the takeaway here. Yeah. Let us get, line it out and then yeah. look for the call out. That's it. To yes. do it in our social media. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. I think, I think that'll work well because then it'll give people an opportunity to submit as well, because at that point we'll have, um, 
then we can get some fresh submission. How about that? Cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Okay. Yeah. Look for enough. the that. Look for the call out. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know something, I would love to hear how other people in the hobby are coping with COVID in the quarantine. And just what you're doing. Yeah. Just what you're doing. You know. I mean. I mean, Brent. If that. I mean, that would be a wonderful call out right there. It's like, let us know. T- send us some stories. What are you doing? I mean, I, I kind of waxed on about what what Grace and I and Jackie are doing and how we're kind of coping within family. I would love to hear how some other people are coping within family and you know and things like that so yeah i I think we yeah yeah let's let's structure an ask and then we can we can put it out there okay for sure yeah all right. Well, so in the veins of Retro Alias's iTunes review, I'd ask everybody, if you've got iTunes, we're, we're starting to actually build them. If you could go out there, you know, within, I guess, your iPhone, within your app, if you could rate and review us, that would be awesome. And again, it's not for us. It's not an ego thing. You, Everyone that knows us, that listens to us, I, I look at, at all of our listeners, I've said this many a times, you're like, really close friends that I've never met. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when we meet you at shows and it it's, it's humbling to have, have to be asked about things that we've talked about in our lives <laughs> yeah. and genuine concern. And it, it's, it's, it's great. And, and yeah. if, if these reviews that gets our show out to more people that can hopefully just, ride this yeah. ride this with us yeah, ride I mean, this roller coaster with us that's it and, so, every, and every review counts yes it does it does it, it does so yeah look for us on itunes and you know it's the, hey let's work where can you find the show let's yeah. roll right into that so yeah. of course we're on itunes yep, yep. and and again please uh leave a review and rate the podcast it, get, it gets us noticed mm-hmm. we're out there on stitcher radio mm-hmm. we're in the google play store mm-hmm. and then whitney social media yeah uh facebook uh just facebook.com slash broken token uh twitter the same at broken token and then our website brokentoken.com. that's that, that's it so we're back so Brent, we're back. That uh, that brings us to uh, to the close of, of July episode, and I think we covered a lot of ground. Um, it, we I think we did good of not not uh, not delving too far into the personal aspects of of uh, you know the the whole covid situation quarantine stuff like that we we kept it we kept it civil i did not bring up politics which was which was a number one and that was good. thumbs up for both of us. thumbs up for both of us on that so uh it, it's good i i hope uh, i hope everybody's staying safe i hope everybody's staying healthy i hope everybody is keeping uh, a modicum of sanity about themselves i hope they and their families are are finding good ways to to cope with this and and enjoy the time and and treasure treasure the time for what it for what it can be um, and, uh, and just thank everybody for listening. Uh, truly, truly, you don't know how much it means. And with that, Brent, I guess we're good. So we'll say, we'll wrap this one up and we'll say, uh, keep your quarters clean and game on. And we'll see you next month. Congratulations. You made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. 
We'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Letzi. And that's me. <laughs> music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fiero. I know Demon Slayer start to finish. All right, I guess we're ready to go if we remember how to do this.